warning, pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 378. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, can't erase it, let's embrace it, Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers, and you uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers, sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Hey, this is Hall of Famer Dominique Wilkins, and you listen to Pop Culture Leftovers. Hey, you're welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And we're we're the Leftovers. leftovers. Listen to Jake all just strolling back into the podcast like he's been here. Yeah, like riding a bike. You don't forget. Yeah, like riding a bicycle. You know, As hard as you try, you can't forget it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you, you, yeah. dude. That's <laughs> eight years, Jake. It's our eight-year anniversary. Today's? Well, not exactly today, but this is the eight-year anniversary episode, Jake. Sometime during this week, at the end of the at the end of the month, it's like the twenty-eighth or twenty-ninth or some shit. Is like the eight years, but not today's. It, this is just the eight-year anniversary episode, Jake. I I can't record on a fucking Wednesday, okay? <laughs> at least taking me out to dinner. Jesus, for a fucking anniversary. Christ, oh my God! You, I bet you'd be a picky motherfucker going out to dinner, and we'd probably just end up going. We'd probably just fucking go to Steak and Shake, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy that complains about the coffee, no matter how it ends up. Yeah, it's either yeah. too warm, it's too cold, it's too old, it's too new. Oh, God, you're a fucking nightmare of a human being. <laughs> oh. God. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Jake. Happy, happy eight-year anniversary. That is fucked up. We're doing this for eight years, and all I'm doing is berating you. I turned into, like, a marriage story all of a sudden. <laughs> We're not alone. We're not alone. Uh, eight years of misery. We've brought other people along for the ride. Yeah, they get way more awkward that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, they get to listen in. It's like going over to like dinner at somebody's house and then they start arguing and shit and you're, <laughs> you're just like fucking there and you gotta listen to this shit and then like that's car ride home talk, you know? Like, oh my god, <laughs> can you believe Brian and Jake tonight? Oh my god. Right, we've yeah. had episodes literally like that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> You know, totally we have. 
there are and I've fucking seen messages from like a particular person to another person that was on the episode that wasn't me and you, and they were like, they were like, oh my god, so what about so and so? And I was, <laughs> I've seen, and it was about me, of course, because it was one of those episodes where I went, I got super drunk and went off, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, welcome, Stephanie. Hi. Oh, then stop it. Stop it. <laughs> it got even shorter. Yeah, I know. Before, we did a test record and Stephanie just goes, hello. Like, <laughs> but she said it's so sweet. She said it's so sweet, Jake. Yeah, not like the jerky high we just got. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, that was a mockery of what she did earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we've got from Starkcast, Mr. Joe Stark joining us. Welcome, Joe. Hey, happy to be here. All right. That was better than what Stephanie's been bringing. I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking eight years we get a fucking high. Hi. (laughs) Next next time it'll be howdy. (laughs) Just just the sound of the age. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's 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 the sound that one of us makes after we argue with each other after a while we're just like <laughs> <sighs> where, well, where, where do you want to go to dinner <sighs> well i guess we'll just go to steak and shake because that's all you fucking eat <laughs> you want your fucking chili yeah, mac bullshit? Tenders, I'm fine with. Chick, oh, you and your fuck everywhere you go, you're you never <laughs> explore anything new. Can't you try? It's always chicken tenders. Jesus Christ, chicken tenders in missionary position with you. Yeah. So yeah, happy eight years, Jake. Thanks. You too. Mm. Yeah, we're approaching, man. A couple of years, we're going to be in double digits, man. That's how math works, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we could start a math podcast, like a secondary math podcast. That would be cool. We'd be good at that, man. Oh, yeah. Mm. Killing it. <sighs> no iTunes reviews this week. I don't even fucking care anymore. Did uh, I miss any? Have we not gotten any for three weeks? No, we haven't gotten shit. Oh, my God. So, uh, on top of that, on top of that good news... No new episode next week. I'm taking the week off, man. I'm fucking taking the week off. I'm gonna yeah, be... You're going to need it after the fucking missionary sex we're going to be having. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> fucking boring as shit. Stick a finger up my butt for crying out loud. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, oh, and also this week, I'm not going to be reviewing the first Fast and Furious movie. I have had a hectic week. So what we're going to do is we're going to double up on, I'm going to double up on the Fast and Furious movies starting in two weeks. And then going forward, I'll be reviewing all the Fast and Furious movies, uh, leading up to, uh, F9. You know, what's crazy is that, uh, Charlize Theron is in those movies. And she played Furiosa. What if they did a crossover, Fast and Furiosa? Oh, they should do that crossover. Aren't they making a Furiosa spinoff movie as we speak? They are. Anya Taylor-Joy, it's going to be a prequel. And it's going to be Anya Taylor-Joy from uh, Queen's Gambit. 
Oh, I didn't even know Charlize Theron wasn't even in it. She's not in it. No, it's George Miller and then, uh, yeah. Oh, Chris Hemsworth's in it as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, so George Miller is directing it. It's a prequel, and it's got Chris Hemsworth and Anya Taylor-Joy. I'm sure it's got other cast announced. I just haven't looked into it. Yeah, maybe not. Those movies are in big deserts. You don't need too many people. Mm. (laughs) Okay. I I guess that's sound... um, Logic, I guess. I don't know. So the Ten Commandments didn't get that memo. Yeah. <laughs> that had a huge cast. That had tons of people. <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia. Quit poking holes in my logic. Would it be uh, if they did if they did a comedy version of Lawrence of Arabia? It would be like Steve Carell and be called Larry of Arabia or something. <laughs> that, that sounds right. So, oh, of yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck that movie so hard. Fuck it. Missionary position. Right. Jay? <laughs> I'm how are they still making dumb comedies like that? You know what I mean? That still happens yeah. where we get dumb shit like that. That kind of shit will never end. We will always get dumb fucking comedies. Yeah. Fucking Ben Falcone and Melissa McCarthy gonna make another dumb fucking movie. That's all they make is. Th- did you watch Thunder Force, Jake? I did not. Why not? Why you were so excited about watching that? Yeah, I was excited. It was it was a movie Michelle really wanted to watch that was on the list, and then I, I heard your response to it. I started reading some reviews, and I was like, no, let's watch something else. God, yeah, it's like I don't know. Get her away from her husband. I, that sounds terrible. I bet. <laughs> I don't think I've seen any of their movies, though. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I have not. What's your husband's name? Ben, ben Falcone. Ben Falcone. Yeah, Ben Falcone or Ben Falcone. However he wasn't you pronounce behind it. that that like raunchy Muppets movie she did, was he? I, oh, that movie was so bad. You thought it was bad? Oh, it was fucking terrible, Stephanie. You, oh my god, it was so horrible. The Happy Time Murders? Yeah. It was, I thought it was. Oh my god. Stuff. I don't know you anymore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That puppet just farted, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Who's involved in this fucking thing? Uh, directed by Brian Henson, written by Todd Berger, from a story by Berger and D. Austin Robertson. No, so it wasn't Ben Falcone. It was just some other idiots that can't do shit right. Make a, some other morons that can't make a funny movie. So I did see Super Intelligence. I guess that's one of his movies. I thought that was okay. Oh, was that was that 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 was uh, Chris Rock? Not Chris. Uh, I'm saying everybody's name wrong. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Hart. Kevin Hart. No, that's a CI. That's what you're thinking of something else. This was the HBO Max movie. You hated it. We re- we reviewed it on the show. Melissa McCarthy and um, James Corden was the voice of like a super. Oh, that movie AI. was garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Ben Falcone's still in the dumpster in my book. But yeah, he directed that. I had no idea. Yeah. I'm so glad I missed out on all those movies. They sound terrible. They're- Oh, they're really fucking bad. Happy Time Murders was not. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> I fucking I, I saw the trailer for that one. I saw it in I the never th- saw it. I saw it in the theater, and it is garbage, Stephanie. <laughs> it is fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pee my pants. It's a 23 on Rotten Tomatoes. 
<laughs> it's not the funniest thing I've ever seen, but like, it, 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 you know, I forgot. I, oh I, yeah, now you're now you're gonna, gonna backpedal. Now I'm you're gonna backpedal. Die on this hill, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> what is the funniest thing you've ever seen, Stephanie? I'm 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 afraid to ask. Oh, the funniest thing I've ever seen. That is a gr- I don't know. That's a really good. Now I'm afraid that now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I think that. Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Let me get back to you. Ooh. All right. I I don't want to know. I don't. She's oh, going to be like stakeout too. I'm trying to celebrate. <laughs> I'm trying to celebrate eight years, and you just keep bringing this podcast down. Dude, this is such a fucking joke. I am not. I do not even I need. I was kidding too. Okay, thank God. That was that got super awkward. Did it? Score, score. It felt like I was watching Happy Time Murders again. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard that much silence since Happy Time Murders. No shit. Oh my god. I think I think one of the audience members when I saw this in the theater murdered themselves during the film. <laughs> there's like there's no hope in humanity and they just fucking slit their own throat in the theater. And guess what? They still haven't cleaned it up. Fucking AMC. There's a fucking there's a dead guy sitting in that theater to this day. <laughs> <laughs> AMC is so bad dead guy. AMC is so goddamn dirty. They are so fucking dirty. <laughs> I lost a wallet at AMC. I'm not even kidding you. I lost a wallet there. It like fell out of my pocket and I couldn't find it and I didn't know where I lost it. And like six six to nine months later, I get a fucking call from AMC saying they found my wallet. And I'm like, oh shit. They must have they must have fucking finally cleaned the the place because they found my wallet like nine months later i'm like looking through like this old treasure trove of a wallet like oh my god all these relics from my past all these credit cards that i had canceled <laughs> was there cash in it or had it even i never i rarely carry carry cash on me so i don't think there was any cash in it and if there was it wasn't a lot 20 bucks maybe. I don't know. That's what I probably, yeah, there was cash in it and I used that money to fucking watch the happy time murder. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, why did I find this fucking wallet? <laughs> wallet the is thought like, of like how infrequently they like deep clean movie theaters is kind of disturbing, but I did, it never, it never bothers me while I'm sitting there, but it is pretty gross. They are pretty nasty. Yeah. At least AMC's are. Yeah. AMC's gross. They're dirty. You're dirty, MC. You're like the Waffle House of theaters. <laughs> Let's welcome our new sponsor, AMC. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I have the places where you go in, your feet stick to the floor. Oh yeah, I love that when you hear that 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 noise as you know, like it sounds it sounds like a suction noise. <laughs> There's like this popping, like all this syrup is on the floor and shit. Uh, yeah, so yeah sure. Syrup. Sure. Yeah, it's cum. <laughs> we, we all know it's. You never thought it was syrup. <laughs> what? Is it cum? <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, are you insinuating that there's cum on the floor? I would never. I would never. <laughs> the fuck? You act like me and Jacob, they're celebrating eight years missionary style. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. Uh, oh, back to Fast and Furious. I got an article here from Dark Horizons. Um, in an effort to get people back out to cinemas and hyped up for the next entry in their franchise, Universal Pictures is doing something pretty great. The studios announced free screenings of each of the eight previous Fast and Furious films every Friday in cinemas across the United States, all leading up to the release of F9, The Fast Saga, on June 25th. Uh, fans can visit the official Fast Friday screenings website today for details on how to claim free tickets to the kickoff screenings of 2001's The Fast and Furious next week. Each preceding Friday will allow fans to secure their tickets for the next week's film as the screenings go through the franchise in chronological order. That's awesome. Stephanie's not impressed. <laughs> yeah. Those movies are so bad. They're just so bad. But I get it. This is from the fucking lady that loves Happy Time Murders. Yeah. <laughs> Consider the goddamn source here, listeners. <laughs> you have lost all credibility. <laughs> Everything out of your mouth is bullshit. It's like it's it's like oh my god it's like it's like talking to a a, a human AMC theater it's all trash <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh man I feel like I went too far on that one <laughs> Jeez low blow mm-hmm. I know You're comparing someone to an AMC theater Oh my god. You're the human equivalent of an AMC theater. That should make AMC feel really good about themselves. Oh, I'm sure. Oh god. You're trash, AMC. You're, <laughs> you're lucky you got a. I, dude, I'm not even doing the A list, man. I've been going to the Marcus Theater. And I've been driving 45 minutes to go see movies at the Marcus Theater. I'm so fucking over AMC. I will only go to AMC if they have like a. Well, if movies come back in full swing and they offer A-list, I can save a buck or two, then I'll do it. That's where I'm at with it, too. Just because I'm so, like, the two theaters closest to me are AMC. So yeah, if same here. Back to seeing a movie once a week, then A-list is the way to go just to save that, save that money. Yeah. Yeah. I got an email here. Oh, shit. Oh, I want to thank Kyle Borowski uh, for another donation, man. Jake, that was awesome, dude. This guy, I love Kyle Borowski. Yeah, he's by far my favorite listener. Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. Thank you, Kyle. No, that's so fucking awesome, dude. Thank you so much, man. Um, sent a donation. It all helps, man. It helps us go out and see these movies and stuff. It's pretty incredible. I also want to thank our Patreon patrons, man. Jake, somebody was trying to hack into our website. And, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, I got a call from from our provider saying, you know, somebody been trying to do this, blah, 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 blah. And they, like, they upsold me on this monitoring thing where they monitor it every day. And I was able to use the, the Patreon patron, um, fund, uh, to, to pay for that, which it's, it's like huge, man. So thank you so much to everybody that fucking contributes to, to the extra episodes and, and listens to our Patreon shit. So it, it goes far with this podcast and it's gonna, it's really gonna help us along the way. So I really appreciate it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love our Patreon patrons. Um, yeah, donate three bucks. Listen to some extra episodes. Ah, it's, six bucks. It's, a, it's six. Yeah. All right. Jesus. The half off sale's over already. There was never. Jesus Christ, Jake. He's giving out wrong prices. <laughs> yeah, donate, donate the three bucks. 
And for three bucks, you only get to listen to half the episode. How's that sound? <laughs> it just cuts off mid-sentence. <laughs> like a separate feed. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know which half you're listening to, you know? You could be listening to the back half or the front half. Who the fuck knows? You never know with our... This the... sounds more exciting than our sex. Oh, God. <laughs> and it... <laughs> Uh, front half, back half. <laughs> I've been loving the toy reviews on Patreon. Dude, I have so much fun with that. I that I look forward to those episodes, recording those. Because I never know what Paul or Dan is going to bring to the table. And it just brings back so many memories. And like some of the toys I've never even heard of. Man, we just have a fun time talking about toys. It's it, There's something super nostalgic and fun just talking about you know our top 20 toys from our childhood. So... I've been, yeah. I'm glad you're digging those, Joe. Yeah, they're great to listen to. And, and also, you know, it's it's never a, a bad thing to get uh, Brian to together. Get, wait, what? You cut out there. Sorry. Bad right. thing to get and, and Dan Ramirez and Paul Hart together. Okay. You always turned into Max Headroom. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, yeah, you sound like the drive-through. Bad. You sound like the drive-through window in Wayne's World. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, oh shit! Did you? Oh, okay. Lock. Join the call. Yeah, you want to leave and come back in? I'm just gonna read an email here from. I'm gonna read an email here from a listener. You're not gonna miss anything. <laughs> yeah, man, sick burns, Jake, huh? I know you are on fire. It's NBA Jam in here. Uh, email here from Peter Fenlon. Subject: Hi from the UK again. Hi Brian and Jake. Just wanted to say, Jake. He capitalized my name. Did not feel the need to capitalize the J in your name. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I, would, me. I like the I like the lowercase J with that extra sexy little dot. <laughs> that little that little hovering dot. Yeah. Hovering. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What was what was that, Stephanie? Nothing. Nothing. It's cold. <laughs> okay. I'm just making. I made a little bit. Okay, it's the fine. new funniest thing Stephanie's ever heard. <laughs> I can. <laughs> Hi, Brian and Jake. Hi, Brian and lowercase Jake. Just wanted to send some love and appreciation, especially Brian. I found loads of new content to watch thanks to you, and it's clear how much effort you put in on a weekly basis. So a big thank you, sir. I know this will be read after the final episode of The Falcon and Winter Soldier, but how awesome would it be if it ended with Old Man Cap meeting Isaiah? Uh, this was just a quick email to say thank you and take uh, take care, guys. You're loved by us all. That is not, and we're not loved by everyone that listens, Jake. That's not true. No, not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Not even. No, no podcast has more hate listeners than Pop Culture Leftovers. Yeah, that's true. We got a lot of hate listeners. People that just like, they listen every week, but they fucking hate us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm proud of that. Yeah. Yeah, a, that's a stat that I'm very proud of. Yeah, is Joe back? Yeah, does it sound any better? For, yes. for now, yeah. Now you sound good. Now you sound good. <laughs> good. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, thank you. We're going to be talking about the uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the final episode here, in a little bit. But guess what? We are going to be returning in two weeks. But in the meantime, we do have a contest, and you've got two weeks to enter the fucking contest. Um. <laughs> That sounded like that was mean. <laughs> wow, people are getting excited. Who enters a contest when the host is, you got two, uh, two weeks to enter this fucking contest. <laughs> what the fuck? What's the matter with you? Uh, let's see here. It's for a, uh, digital, digital copies. Digital copies here. I got five digital copies of, uh, Night of the Sicario, uh, now in digital. Natasha Henstridge and Costas Mandalore. Is it Mandalore? Is that how you Kostas Mandylor? Holy shit! He's got like such a Star Wars last name. <laughs> I know. Is this a spinoff? Uh, it might be. It might be. Costas Mandylor. What a cool ass name, dude! What a cool fucking name. Yeah, I love it. Jesus, mine's so boring, and yours isn't even capitalized. What the fuck? <laughs> no, no, my last name's a first name, so that's the worst. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine could be considered that as well. Yeah. Uh, now on digital, Natasha Henstridge and Costas Mandel are starring this action-packed thriller that will shock you at every turn. When DEA agents are ambushed by Sicarios in a fatal shootout, the survivors must play a deadly game of cat and mouse to live through the night. Buy or rent Night of the Sicario tonight. It's rated R from Paramount Pictures. And uh stars Natasha Henstridge from Species and Costas Mandelor from Virtuosity and the Saw franchise. And uh, this is a, a tense action thriller that will keep you on the edge of your seat, Jake. On the edge of your seat. You know why you don't want to lean back too far? Because you're at an AMC theater and somebody shit in that seat. <laughs> somebody fucking took a shit in that seat. It's like, it's like, oh my, it's just, it's like fucking hobos are living in AMC theaters. There's a fucking guy walking back and forth with a bindle in my AMC theater. There are train tracks and a man walking next to train tracks holding a bindle in my AMC theater. This is fucked up. People making beans in the front row. <laughs> God. There's literally there's literally a 57-year-old man taking a shit in the front of the theater. <laughs> Squatting and taking a shit. That is an AMC theater. It's just a fucking. Can you if you got any extra napkins with your popcorn? (laughs) AMC, you're a fucking toilet. You're a fucking toilet, AMC. (laughs) But uh, Night of the Sicarios, man, this sounds like it's going to be a (laughs) edge of your seat. That that segue got me. (laughs) Night of the. It's, uh, it, it, this movie, it, it, it leverages the popular cartel genre in the vein of, a, of Sicario and, uh, Sicario and Narcos. So definitely enter this contest. What you'll need to do in order to enter this contest is, uh, I'm going to be sending out a Knight of the Sicario tweet and a Knight of the Sicario Facebook post. You will either share it or retweet it. Take a screenshot and send that screenshot to comments at popcultureleftovers.com with the title Night of the Sicario. And uh, in two weeks when we make our grand return, Jake, our grand return, I'll read off the winners, the five winners for the uh, Night of the Sicario contest. And I will be giving out uh, five digital codes. Yeah, that's exciting. 
the same five people once again will this... see a new movie for free. Joe's <laughs> <Right. laughs> <Same>. getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> like I got a chance. <laughs> Joe, I'm just gonna give you a copy now. How's that sound? So, you know, I mean, let's just let's just cut out the middleman here. I'll just give you a copy now. Larry Mayday, your your copy's on its way. Monica Garola, <laughs> Alfredo Tostado. <laughs> You're a big winner tonight. Anyway, yeah, let's see here. Oh, I got an email here, Jake. Another email. Listener from another one. Another one. Xavier Gallardo here. Uh, subject. Thank you for everything. Uh, hey, Brian and Jake capitalized the J in your name, Jake. Back to respect. I like it. Oh. Oh, I thought you were fine with the lowercase no, J I was and just trying to puff my chest out and act, <laughs> act bigger than the insult. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> that shit cut to the bone. I was trying to play it off. <laughs> Jake, you're kind of a pussy when it comes to that, man. That's, that's funny, man. That was funny, Jake. That was funny. You 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 handled that really well, man. That was like the comic stylings of one Jake Elliott, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. Um, this comes from Xavier Gallardo. I just wanted to say thank you for being an amazing podcast that I would listen to on a weekly basis for the past three years. <laughs> I'm, done. I'm done. I'm done. I can't eight years. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you're welcome. Oh god. <laughs> Oh man, no man, you did, you handled that so well. Oh, cuts to the bone. I was laughing my ass. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Just but, trying to do the old straight man comedy. Oh there. Christ, man, you, dude, you're killing it. You're like in the vein of a Jason Bateman there, sir. Oh <laughs> man, it's good stuff. You listeners don't even know what you're listening to right now. That was brilliant. Mm. <laughs> you can't even breathe. I can't, man. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, Joe just wishes his internet wasn't working again. <laughs> He's got his fingers crossed that this shit will cut out. You know, if my internet cuts out, I get to cut out early. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see here. Xavier, Xavier. I wasn't there for the big, uh, yeah, he's like, uh, uh, thank you for being an amazing podcast that I would listen to on a weekly basis for the past three years. I wasn't there from the beginning, but I feel like I have due to the atmosphere that both you and Jake give off from your comedic and wondrous Jake, especially you this episode. Jesus Christ, sir. Oh, it's, it's way uh, too early to say that. My hat's off to you, Mr. Jake. Oh my God. I'm taking, I'm, take a bow, sir. Jake, you should just. Take a fucking bow. I'm throwing roses at you right now, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got the spotlight is on you. The crowd is fucking standing ovation. I'm throwing roses. <laughs> Missionary styles definitely happening tonight. So. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like I have due to the atmosphere that both you and Jake give off from your comedic and wondrous attitudes. Wondrous attitudes that your listeners. 
<laughs> Joe, do you think me and Jake have uh, wondrous attitudes? <laughs> Part of the email is definitely hyperbole. <laughs> What 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 makes a, a, a wondrous attitude? I mean, like, uh, fuck. Well, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Me watching a new Sherlock Holmes property, probably. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, one wondrous attitudes that your listeners hear from you guys. You guys have made an impact on my life. Do. To a part of my life that was uh, the bottom of it. I was completely sad and alone and had no one to talk to. Until I listened to your Infinity War spoiler episode. And it had me cracking up from the start of it to the end of it. The atmosphere that you guys made for me and the others and others gave some light on some rainy days. And it gives off a feeling that we're all beside you guys when you guys are talking. I just wanted to say thank you to Brian, Jake... And their amazing guests that they have from time to time. Uh, this is just not a podcast to me, but a community that welcomes its people to talk about everything and anything pop culture related. I didn't do this until now, but since I have a bigger financial budget, I can now subscribe to you guys on Patreon. And I can now listen to more amazing comedic jokes from Jake and Brian. When it comes to pop culture leftovers and its fans, don't keep them separated. Uh... <laughs> thanks ag- thanks again, Brian and Jake. Keep up the good work. And that comes from Xavier. That was sweet. That was sweet. My, I'm completely dry after that email. <laughs> Jake, man, that's not the joke you want to go on, on but... I know, I know. Yeah. Seems like we've gotten a lot of... We get a lot of emails where the Infinity War episode was a lot of people's first episode. Well, this was so. the Infinity War spoiler episode, which happened before Infinity War episode. Oh, I, I forgot we even did that. Yeah, we had the Infinity War spoiled episode, so, yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is it? I hear, I hear like, nature in the background. Who's got a window open to nature? Mm, it might be. Jesus Christ, Jake. I hear like fucking birds and fucking children playing and like dogs barking. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I feel like <laughs> it's Earth Week, man. Fucking settle down. <laughs> it's our eight year anniversary and I got to listen to people doing more fun shit than we are doing right now. <laughs> Let me shut this window. <laughs> Did you guys hear that shit? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah it's like full on, sure was, <laughs> full on fucking nature, man. What? <laughs> All right, bye, kids. <laughs> God damn, man! The fuck you got going on over there, Jake? That was some nature bullshit, dude. Yeah, we got the the fucking playground right behind where I live, so it gets a little bit rowdy sometimes. Jake's actually recording at the fucking playground. <laughs> Jake's fucking like on a sitting on a slide right now. Dude, it's hilarious how often I hear moms yelling at the top of their lugs for their kids to stop yelling at the top of their lugs. Like, I, <laughs> the hypocrisy cracks me up. Stop having fun outside. Yeah. <laughs> Will you be quiet? It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Stop being a child. What? <laughs> Unbelievable. Thank you, Xavier. What an awesome email. I mean, it, you, oh, man. The entire time we got to listen to fucking nature fucking off the entire time. So thank you for that, Jake. 
problem. No problem. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> uh, you guys ready to take a break and then come back and talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No, I want to do this in one continuous run. No breaks. <laughs> oh, shit. Jake, Jake, Jake's going to be pissing himself like he's in an AMC theater. <laughs> this, this is going to be an endurance challenge. Anytime, yeah, if you're at an AMC theater and you got to take a piss of shit, just do it right there in the seat. It don't fucking matter. Nobody will notice. The whole no, place the is just... cleaner than the fucking bathroom. <laughs> oh, no shit. You, you're doing them a favor by taking a shit in their seat. <laughs> at least there it'll get cleaned at some year <laughs> yeah well some guy did take a shit in the seat I guess we do have to clean it now <laughs> we do have Clorox logos everywhere I guess we should make use of it they just Febreze it oh. <laughs> spray a turd with Febreze <laughs> How come there's towels laid on every seat in this theater? And clean, yeah. <laughs> towels. Just throw newspaper over everything. Newspaper. <laughs> that fucking that, that guy that fucking killed himself in the Happy Time Murders movie. He just looks like he's a <laughs> look, looks like a paper mache man sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Green boots sticking out like he's in a cave on Everest. I'm impressed. I didn't know anyone had watched the Happy Time Murders. <laughs> You've got two people on this podcast that watch that movie. Joe, Joe, you watched it too? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not a happy time. I don't know. Not for me. <laughs> Not a happy time. Jake, I'm you know what? I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna say fuck this continuous thing that you're talking about. We're gonna take a break. Alright, breaking it so early. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You should head over to popcultureleftovers.com and use the Amazon shopping link for all your shopping needs. Ooh, yeah. The cream of the crop always rise to the top, dig it? Speaking of cream, you can probably buy it on Amazon. Not 100% sure. Yeah. To all my little Hulkamaniacs, say your prayers, take your vitamins, and you will never go wrong, brother. And listen, dude, you can buy those vitamins through the Amazon shopping link on popcultureleftovers.com. Ooh, yeah. I just bought a neon orange cowboy hat and a curtain of Slim Jims. Step into a Slim Jim. Head on over to popcultureleftovers.com now and use the link. Because what you going to do, brother? When pop culture leftovers runs wild on you. All right. Hey, welcome back. We're going to be talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier season finale. We don't know if it's a series finale, guys. We have no idea if we're going to get a season two. Do you guys think who thinks we're I'm think I think I'm thinking we're getting a season two. I thought we were, but now I'm leaning towards we aren't because of the Captain America four news that dropped. Oh, yeah, oh, so we're out of that. We can't come back and do another season because we're getting that Captain America four. Well, I mean, it sounds like that that movie is the spiritual sequel to the stuff that happened here with it being the same writer. And obviously, I think it's going to center around, you know, Falcon and 
him being the new Captain America. So yeah. I don't think it's out of the picture that we'll have a second season. Yeah. But it feels less likely. Okay. I still think that we could get a second season of it. Just like if we do get a Mandalorian movie, I don't think that they're done with Mandalorian TV series, the, the series as well. I don't know, but we'll see. We shall see with that one. But before we jump into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, every week, we have a contest, and, and, and there's really you don't really win anything, to be quite honest <laughs> with you. Uh, but uh, just like all great duos, like the Falcon and Winter Soldier are a great duo. Duos have theme songs. I've been playing uh, theme songs from the 70s, 80s, and uh, possibly 90s uh, for great duos, and this week is no different. And I'm this. I honestly think, like, out of all the weeks that I've ran this, this is the easiest one. This is the easiest one by far. So I think that one of you. I listened to the last two weeks. Uh-huh. I wanted to hear the theme songs and I actually knew last week's. I was like, Oh my God, it's one I know and I'm not even fucking here. You fucking knew Airwolf. You knew <laughs> Airwolf. The only one I've known out of all of them so far. I think you're going to get this one. I think, I think, I think either you, I'm, if I had to guess, I think that either you or Stephanie is going to get this one. No offense to you, Joe. I just don't know if you're going to get this one. Are you guys ready for the this week's theme song? Mm-hmm. Yep. Embarrass away. All right. <laughs> 54 seconds of goodness here. Okay, here we go. No, no, you guys are going to get this. This is the easiest one. I thought I'm going to go out on an easy one for you guys. So this is super easy. Here we go. Nothing yet? No. Is it? No. I think I have a, I have a guess. All right. Hold on. I'll play a little bit more. Here we go. Okay. Hold on to that guess. Can't count on me. Whatever this is, I've seen it. It's not like I can count on me. On me. It's some fucking sitcom that I watched 20 plus years ago that I can't remember what it's a theme song to. Because I've, I've definitely heard this song like 20 plus times in my life. Can I count on Stephanie to guess this fucking song? Can I count on her? <laughs> Can I to- guess it? Oh, shit. Yes. Is it my two dads? You fucking nailed it. Oh, that makes yes. sense. <laughs> you fucking nailed it. My two dads. My two dads, starring Paul Reiser, Greg Evigan, and a young Stacey Keenan. So yes, you are this week's winner. Woo. You won. You're the only, the only second person to, to win this. So yeah, congratulations. That, I think that was the easiest one too. I'll take it. <laughs> Don't take it. It was no. You, 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 I'm not trying to take anything away from your big win. You fucking. Won. I'm going to take it away. I, I think Stephanie cheated. I, I bet she googled. <laughs> no. <laughs> How do you Google a theme song? She's, Easily, you just start typing in lyrics. I resisted. Oh, I did not cheat. I can't. Oh wow. 
I can't just that's have right. the victory. That's right. That's right. Wow. <laughs> wow. Jake is trying to take away a little bit of your of uh, a little bit of your glory there. Yep, there's going to be an asterisk next to her name when it comes no. to the records of this theme song. <laughs> Jake, hashtag stolen valor from Jake there. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of stolen valor, <laughs> fucking U.S. agent, am I right? You know, come on, right? <laughs> no. He served, he served. There's no stolen valor there. But let's talk about the final episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This one is titled One World, One People, and it's directed by Kerry Scogland, written by Malcolm Spellman and Joseph Sawyer. And, uh, yeah, this is the final episode, um, I'm, I'm just going to start off and say that I, I, I loved, I absolutely loved this episode. I thought it was fantastic. I loved the, I knew we were going to get the new, you know, Captain America suit for Sam. I thought it looked great on screen. I really did. I loved how he used it too. Um, this is a suit that was designed by the Wakandans and I loved how he used it. He seemed to use it like, like pretty naturally too. Like there's a couple times where, um, I loved how he used it to like shield himself at one point in time when that helicopter was coming down. It just kind of like bounced off the vibranium. And then there was another time where he's fighting, uh, Carrie, uh, Morgenthau and she's going after him and he uses the wings to like dig into like the concrete behind him so that he doesn't move. And I was like, that is fucking dope. That is so cool. So I love that. I am going to, real quick, uh, we find out who the power broker is in this. And I think 100% it's flimsy. I know I've talked about this and how Sharon Carter can't be the power broker. And I still think it's flimsy writing that she's the power broker. It makes. What if it's a scroll? I don't know. I. <sighs> I don't because that, that fixes anything. the but it, it fixes the writing a little bit then because then we're not impinging mm. the really? character of Sharon Carter that you know I mean we knew she's you know of impeccable character in Winter Soldier and Civil War. You're cutting all those scrolls in the universe. You're cutting in Am and I out. Cutting out again. Yeah, you're cutting in yes. and out. You're cutting in and out. Take care of that, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Let's actually let's pause for the cause. One moment. All right. Yeah, Joe, we got you back. Welcome back, Joe. All right. Yeah, thanks. Sorry about that. You were saying something, right? You were, <laughs> it was kind of like choppy, but you were saying something. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I was even talking about with it. Yeah. It was about Sharon and her being a scroll would yeah. make it a little bit more tolerable. Yes. Yeah. The, the, if, if, if they did have it so that Sharon was a scroll, it would be more tolerable because then it's not, you know, assaulting the character that, that we got in, in Winter Soldier and Civil War. At least now there's more of a reason than, oh, she felt betrayed and now it's years later. And so she's just shifted to this life of crime. That's not even harder to believe as a Carter that, that she would do that rather than it's a scroll impersonating her and then doing bad shit. That's, that's not, not even the part that bothered me so much though. I, that's it, not it even the part that bothered me during this series. Yes. Like contradicted each other. I, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I think Brian said it perfectly last episode. Like, what is she doing? 
protecting the things that she should be after, basically. Like, it just seems like she's playing both sides for no reason at this point. Her, her biggest thing, like, we know, what do we know about the power broker before we, she was revealed? We knew that the power broker was working with, um, super soldiers. We knew that the power broker had hired Dr. Nagel to make the serum. And then what does the power broker do now that we know that Sharon is the power broker? She introduces Zemo, who hates super soldiers and anyone with powers like the Avengers, to her golden goose that's making the serums. And of course, Zemo shoots him and fucking kills him. So it's very counterproductive to what the fucking power broker was wanting to do in the first place. Like we find out in this episode, like that, yeah, that, that was her plan was to build an army of super soldiers. Yeah. It kind of backfired on her, the, the flag smashers that betrayed her, but it's no reason to stop making super soldiers that will one day, you know, you can create an army to work for you. You just don't introduce Zemo to the guy, the only guy that knows how to make the yeah. serum and, 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 and think that Zemo's not going to fucking kill this guy. And it just didn't, I felt like it was a flimsy kind of reveal that she's the power broker. Um, when you look at it in that way, like, so I, I even last week I said like if she's the power broker she's the shittiest power broker because like you don't <laughs> do that like you don't introduce the guy that hates <laughs> super powered you know humans to the only guy that can create the serum to make them and it just seemed like it was a reveal to shock us that just didn't have any that didn't make any sense to me and so. Yeah, I was wrong. Sharon's the power broker. Do I still do I think it makes sense? Do no, is it clunky writing in my opinion? Yeah, I, I did it affect the way that I feel about the series overall? No, I still think that it was very powerful what Sam did here. I I think it's very powerful the way that Isaiah Bradley sees everything now. Man, you know, I was listening to um uh, Fat Man Beyond and Mark Bernard was talking about, man, wouldn't it be amazing if they made a, a tribute, you know, at that museum at the Smithsonian for Isaiah Bradley? Yeah. And I was, and when they did that, I was like, oh my God, that it was so cool to see him hug was, his, yeah. his grandson and then to see him, to see him hug Sam. I was just like, man, I, I love this. I love what they're doing here. This is so yeah. fucking cool. Um, there was so many great things in this episode. Like when, uh, when Walker, when like, I fucking started cheering when he started to save those people in the truck that were going over the mm -hmm. edge. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I fucking started clapping. You know, and I was just like, yes, yes, awesome. This is so great. There were so many great things that I loved about this episode, but I do think for shock value, it doesn't make sense to make her the power broker. And I'm not going to go back on that. Do you think the writing changed? Like, do you think when they wrote episode three, Sharon wasn't the power broker and then that decision came after writing that episode? Because it felt clunky enough that that could be the case. I don't know. I really don't know, Jake. I don't know if it's like, you know, they're trying to be so reactionary to what they think, you know, Reddit and Facebook and Twitter are going to be trying to guess. It's almost like yeah, I felt like they laid out clues that she wasn't the power broker. And then, of course, then now and then, then she is. I don't know. 
I thought they were kind of really ham-fisted about laying out clues that she was the power broker, which was another thing that kind of convinced me before the last episode that there was no way it was going to be her. Like, I, I thought yeah. with the shady phone call and, the, you know, her being looking shady with the hood and everything, mm. like, I thought they were, like, really, like, being ham-fisted about trying to make us think she was the power broker so yeah. much that she wouldn't be the power broker. I thought it was a little bit of a non-surprise when they revealed yeah. her to be the power broker. Yeah, I, I thought that was it. Sorry. No, oh, no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I agree with Jake. I thought I thought there was no way she could be it because it was a little too obvious. So it's like they're definitely trying to do like a bait and switch. It's gonna be somebody we have either some people have suspected or somebody that we hadn't suspected. I was like, but there's no way. It's a little it's a little too obvious that she would be. Um and then when she ended up being it was like it was a surprise that it actually ended up being her because there was no way based on all of the clues we've been given that were a little too obvious. So I was disappointed in her being the power broker because I was expecting it to be somebody else because they were really lazy with making it a surprise. Yeah, I was. I, I always thought that it was probably going to be a character that we'd been introduced before, but I felt like with what they kind of laid out that, yeah, they wanted us to kind of think that maybe it was her, but like there was so much evidence against it being her that it just didn't make sense to me. And then, I don't know, it, it's happened. That's, that's, that's who our power broker is. Um, in order to kind of like correct that for me, they got to do some explaining as to why she would introduce Zemo to the guy that's doing the <laughs> yeah. one thing. I wonder if she was just putting too much faith in the fact that the Sam and Bucky were both there and she was thinking, Oh, they're, they're not going to let this guy, you know, kill my golden goose. So, you know, maybe it was just her trying to play both sides of the fence and she played it too close and got burned on that one. Because, you know, by the end of the episode, the people who knew that she was the power broker are all dead. I just felt like it was a way to introduce us to Nagel, and it was the dumbest way to introduce us to Nagel possible if she's the power broker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely clunky because it, it does give – there's all that motivation there, which, you know, why would you introduce this guy to your doctor that creates super soldiers? Right. So, I mean, you know, they, they, that is very hard to explain away. The closest I can get to it is thinking that she's trying to play both sides of it and she just got, you know, she miscalculated there. Sure. I, I, another thing that I'm kind of a, a happy one, though. <laughs> it's not like, oh, that's great. Yeah. The, the other thing that I'm kind of upset with is, and this is a minor nitpick, but the other thing that I'm kind of upset with this episode is that Batrock is now dead. I was hoping that Batroc would be able to show up in multiple movies. I liked him just kind of like being a, a pirate, a mercenary for hire and showing up in different movies and different series and causing problems for some of these characters. I really hate the fact that they killed off George St. Pierre as Batroc. Yeah. Like that was like one of those characters that I didn't really like. There was a lot of this series where I'm like, Oh my God, please fucking kill Carly. She is terrible. And you know, cause like she's at, by the end of this, by this final fucking episode, she's just basically saying that Lamar Hoskins death did not matter. He did not matter as a human being because he was not part of their cause. 
And I'm just like, somebody fucking kill her, but don't kill Batrock. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's kind of a, he's such a fan favorite, like sea level character from the comics too. Yeah. With you. They could have done so much stuff with them. And yeah, the, with Carly, like even her own, like, <laughs> terrorist like companions were like whoa girl you've gone too far <laughs> yes like she was like one she was like one world and they were like they were silent you heard crickets man i fucking saw i saw a tumbleweed roll by in that scene <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think about um well yeah i want to know what you guys thought about like the new captain america suit that we got in this one. Oh, oh it was so cool man it, it was it was everything that I wanted it to look like. I, I I loved that look from the comics, and you know when we get that tease at the end of episode five, where he's just looking in the suitcase, it's just both fingers were crossed. It's like please be that red, white, and blue suit from the comics, and I couldn't have been happier with it. And the fact that they he's he's got Red Wing back, and and now apparently Red Wing can split into two. Oh my god! And, and then yeah, like that, that attach itself. Attach itself to the truck and have like these, uh-huh. you know, thrusters, like these boosters. That was, that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And do you think that whole suit is like kind of like that bleeding edge technology that, that we saw in Black Panther? Ooh. I didn't even. Wild. I didn't even consider that. I would think no. We didn't see any of that kind of, um, happen in this episode which yeah i think that i think that that is strictly kind of like for the black panther character right okay and then and then the other thing i was worried i was curious about was when carly's pointing a gun at him it's like he's wearing a suit that's was made in wakanda does he need to worry about bullets would the wakandans would the wakandans really make captain america a suit and be like we could make this bulletproof, but we're just not going to. We don't think people are going to be shooting at you, buddy. No. Yeah. You've got, I mean, basically he's got a vibranium shield. Now he doesn't have to worry about the rings, the wings getting ripped off by a John Walker because he's got vibranium wings. Yep. And, you know, like this is like those wings, the shield, all that is like, it's bulletproof and it can pretty much cut through metal and anything else like a hot knife through butter at this point. So I'm not too worried about, yeah, him getting shot unless they shoot him like in the forehead or something. So <laughs> did you I'll... see Rick Remender's quote on Twitter about the suit? That no. When he first, when, when he first made that and submitted it to Marvel for the comics, they were like, get rid of the wings. And he's like, no, we need to keep them with the wings. And he fought for it, and they they let him keep it. And, Good, because oh, my no God, he, yeah, I mean he's, yeah. I don't know. I the first time I saw Sam Wilson, Captain America, in the comics, I was it was just like a a, a no brainer. Like, of course he's still going to have the wings. That's that's how he's used to fighting. That's how he's trained. It's like now you just give him the wings and just incorporate the shield into it. That's a much easier thing to do. It still fits with everything he's learned. And plus it looks so good. It looks so good. And here's like the, one of the coolest shots in this episode was when he is pushing the truck back up, um, onto like the, the platform or whatever that it's about to fall over. And, um, the headlights are shining down on the wings in his suit. And it just looks so (laughs) fucking cool. 
Yeah, the suit is fucking awesome. I'm actually um, surprised at how much negative criticism the suit is getting. I don't know how much you guys looked into that. No, I've seen I haven't. a lot of people complaining about it, and I was kind of taken aback that. So, like, you know, there's always that one wackadoo that like disagrees with popular opinion, but man, it seems like uh, I see a lot of oh, it looks way too comic booky. And like that kind of complaint, and it's like, what the fuck do you think you're watching? What no do you shit. want? Do you want Brian Singer to design a leather suit for him to wear? Like, <laughs> yeah, what no, the fuck? No, please, fuck off with that. Yeah, we want to see comic book accurate suits. Believe it or not, we do. And I thought a really cool Easter egg, and I think it's this way in the comic too, is um, Falcon's like chest is modeled after kind of cap suit from the the second movie where it's got the three stripes and they're they purposely leave one of the stripes off of falcon suit as an honor to captain america not being there anymore because when they like fly fighter planes in formation to honor like fallen soldiers they leave the middle plane out oh wow two kim trails instead of all three to like you know symbolize that they're missing someone and that's like kind of why they did that design for that suit where they just has the two stripes instead of the three is to to honor steve not being with them anymore oh i fucking love that i never heard that before jake that is awesome yeah and it's the same way in the comic like it's the same thing remender like as part of his design and everything but i think that's really cool it works in the mcu too because obviously steve isn't around and i just thought that was a really cool thing to still incorporate oh i love the fact that everybody still thinks he's on the moon is he on the moon (laughs) is he on the moon is 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 captain america steve rogers on the moon I I don't think so. (laughs) That would be so great if he was. (laughs) He's just chilling on the moon. Hanging out in the JLA watchtower. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, oh my God. One of my favorite parts of this episode was we didn't get a lot of Zemo, but what we did get was pretty fucking awesome. Oh my, when, when we saw his like butler, detonate that bomb with the flag smashers in the back of that vehicle that transport that was taking them to the raft and it blew up and we saw him i was just like oh my god and then we cut straight to the raft like we needed that i didn't even need that but (laughs) but yeah but we got it and we got zemo smiling and laying back in bed and reading whatever book he was reading it was just it was fucking incredible (laughs) i loved it we didn't need it, but I cheered when they cut to the raft. Like, <laughs> yeah. I knew what we were getting. I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I glad they was, did it. I thought that was a swerve, too, with it blowing up right after the guard who locked the door like was seemingly on their side. Because, you know, right there you're thinking, oh, well, these are, they're, they're not going to stay locked up for long. Right. And then it's like seconds later, the whole thing explodes. He's like, one world, one power. And then all of a sudden, kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, I felt bad for those people because, like, what, they, what they're, like, fighting for is not bad. It's just I think they were under bad leadership. Yeah. You know, and, and we, I think it, some of them were starting to wane in their conviction. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah. Easily. Yeah. Well, it's wild too, because if you go back to, into, you know, episode three where, where Zemo's in it and he's saying all this stuff about Carly and how she's radicalized now, by the end of that, by the end of the series, you, you're like, you know what? Zemo is absolutely right. 
which is kind of disturbing in a way because then it's you know it can put you into this train of thought where you're like well what else is he right about mm. can we talk yeah, about that was one of the really interesting things about zemo's character was there was a lot of moments where he made a lot of very poignant points that yeah. were kind of right on target can we talk about bucky finally talking making amends and making amends with yori i was hoping and i can't remember if it which episode of pcl it was i think it was the last time you talked about falcon war soldier i can't remember if it was rebecca somebody had said that um they were hoping that when he did finally speak with him that he would say i know it was paul i think it was paul it was paul Paul. okay and when that didn't happen my heart broke because then he would have to my heart was breaking as he was telling him yeah like if you could see him his face it was that was god this episode was so good but that scene got me because i know what i know he know he knew that that's what he needed to do but saying it doesn't make it any easier and so that was Mm. rough yeah, that, that was an emotional wreck during the whole like final ten minutes of this episode. Right? Be- yes, between the Bucky yes. stuff and the Isaiah stuff. Yes, and, like no other episode just had me like welled up as much as this one did. Yeah, you can see where Isaiah's grandson gets his kind of like rough, tough exterior. You know, you can kind of see where he gets that. Um, you know, always, you know, basically shitting on Sam every time Sham, Sam shows up, you know, and it's like, you can see where he gets that from, that he really, you can see that his grandson has a lot of respect for him, for Isaiah. And, um, I kind of, I want to see more of Isaiah's grandson. I want to do, I do want to see him show up back as in, in, in a future series or, or a movie as Patriot. I, I think mm-hmm. that that would be, I think that that would be really cool. I think that they could really do something cool with his character. But man, that was, that shit was fucking powerful with, uh, with Isaiah and, uh, the whole, uh, the whole tribute to him at the Smithsonian was, was, uh, Mark Bernard said it really well last week on Fa- uh, Fat Man Beyond. And I was like, man, if, you know, the whole time he's talking about it, I'm like, man, if the whole time that Mark Bernard was talking about it, like if this happened, I was like, man, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be so pissed. And and then I felt the same way. I listened to that same ap- episode and felt the same way, dude. And then when it happened, Joe, it was just like, yes, yes. Well, it was almost weird because from like when it started to happen, I was like, wait a minute. This is the oh, that was just a prediction because <laughs> you know, for a moment I was like. Wait a minute! This uh, that that episode came out before this, yeah. so yeah. I mean, there was confusion, but then I was so happy, and then and then yeah, man, it was waterworks. And then you know, this is another thing that you know I watch with my kids, and so there's certain you know emotional beats that they'll miss out on, but then they'll see me, you know, reacting to it, and so they're like what? And so then I'm forced to then try and use words and explain that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that was that was even harder to try and explain. You know, dude, this is. This was all buried. You know, he did the same stuff that Captain America did in the first movie, and and he was awarded for it. And this guy gets thrown in prison. So the fact that Sam was able to, you know, bring this all out to light. And, I mean, what a – just a, a, a beautiful, you know, a, emotional punch at the end of this. Joe was just like, life was so much simpler when you fucking kids were watching Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
there was even like when he was hugging Sam at, at, at the um, in the museum, mm. like you could see him like shaking, like mm. just from like the sheer. I mean, I could not stop crying. I agree with Jake. The last ten minutes of that whole episode, I was a I was a total mess. It was so emotional. Well, the actor that they got, Carl Lumley, is like so underrated, but such a fantastic choice for Isaiah Bradley in this. Like, you know, and I'll be honest with you, like my first, I think my first introduction to him as an actor was in the Supergirl series where he played the father of Martian Manhunter and he was great in that. And like to see him. So he's basically like a character actor and I've probably seen him in many other things, just didn't realize it, but man, he really, he really, uh, killed it. Um, as the, as the character of Isaiah Bradley in this, like a character that was just introduced in the comics. Like you think 2003 wasn't too long ago, but you know, I guess 2003 was a long time ago. It was a long ass fucking time yeah. ago. Yeah. We, we didn't even have smartphones back then. Yeah, that's true. We didn't even have an iPhone then. Did you, oh, Joe, what did you think about the whole conversation that they had on Fat Man Beyond about Sharon being the villain because she wasn't using an iPhone? Because that's a thing. Yeah. That's yeah. a thing. Yeah, no, that's totally a thing. Yeah, iPhone, if you're using an iPhone in a movie, you can't be a villain. Like, even oh. in, there was the movie. Uh, this show ruined that, though, because Carly had an iPhone the entire series. Was she? Yeah, because I thought, because I know all about the iPhone theory, and I remember in episode two thinking, oh, Carly's going to end up being heroic at the end of this because they're not going to let her have an iPhone and be this terrorist that's killing people. And they show her iPhone every episode. They showed her in this last episode. They even showed her updating to the new iOS in episode five. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like, a, getting, that was a good 20 minutes, man. Problem and hating it. Was, she hated it. She was like, why did they make all these changes? <laughs> yeah, there's this theory that uh, um, it's actually um, not true that Apple won't let villains and bad guys use iPhones in movies and television because they don't want like scumbags being shown using iPhones. But that's actually an urban legend. And people think that, but it, it is not true. You can have an iPhone and you can be a bad guy. There, well, well, hold on. In the movie 8th Grade, there's a scene. Now, this is true. In the movie 8th Grade, there's a, I think it's the movie 8th Grade, there's a scene where one of the characters throws the uh, throws a phone and it, the screen is supposed to break and, and Apple wouldn't let them use an iPhone because of like their, you know, their, they don't want their screens to break in a movie. That makes more sense to me than them decreeing that villain characters can't use iPhones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I always find they it weird. They don't want their phones to look shoddy, but I don't think they care if James Bond villain uses the iPhone to track James Bond. It just makes uh, the iPhone look better. They do because the fucking James Bond movies are all Sony movies. So every fucking character oh, in those yes, James yes. Bond movies uses a Sony phone. And it's so weird because like going back and like watching like Casino, Roy Casino Royale and somebody's using a Sony Ericsson phone, you're like, who the fuck is using a Sony Ericsson phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I saw those iPhone theories too. But to me, the, the Carly stuff kind of ruined all that. Gotcha. I loved this episode so much. And what did you guys think about the... um 
uh, Sharon Carter getting the pardon, but also still, you know, we find out she's the power broker. And who is she talking to on the phone <laughs> at the end of the episode? Do we have any theories? The super power think- broker. <laughs> <laughs> she had that assistant that was working with her in, in earlier episodes that, that she had like relayed things to. So that's just who I assumed that she was working with. Oh, I thought they kind of hinted that it was like another big like mystery. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Like, it's like Kingpin or whatever, you know? Yeah, mm. I thought it was like another yeah. big villain that she was talking to. Um, as much as I agree that it was clunky to make her the power broker, one of the things I do like about her being the power broker is that they resisted um, having Sam and Bucky find out. I like that they're still just only us, the audience, know that she's the power broker. I agree. I like that none of the other characters know that. I think that that leaves a lot of fun writing on the table for stuff in future movies. I agree. I think the setup was clunky, but on the flip side, I don't... I just wish she could have been revealed as the power broker in a better, less clunky, less flimsy way than she was. The fact that she is the power broker, the fact that she is a Carter that's a power broker, I have no problem with. She doesn't have to be a scroll for me, Joe. But that I have no problem with that. I think, you know... We'll see where they go. I think it's fun. I think it's fun that they're doing this. Yeah. I, I wonder um, I wonder when the next time we'll see. Will it be Captain America 4 when we're going to see more Sharon Carter? Will it be Secret Invasion? Will it be Armor Wars? Like, when are we going to see this character again? Thor Ragnarok. Not Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. I'm kidding. I don't know. I have <laughs> yes. no idea. Well, like, why would you <laughs> show up in Thor Lemon Thunder. That's so That's, she was talking to uh, what the God Smasher or whatever on, <laughs> at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Gore the God Butcher. There yes. you go. There you go. <laughs> She's on the phone with Gore. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I get to have the newest iPhone here because that's a myth. <laughs> <laughs> And and the holding an iPhone and the screen just broke. They should make vibranium screens. Oh yes, Yes. (laughs) the Wakandans. Surprised they don't have like Tony Stark designed smartphones within the MCU and just avoid product placement altogether. Yeah. Oh my! I've got. Oh my God! We've got. Once we get to the news section of this episode, I have got a product placement news story that I cannot wait to go over. Don't don't try to guess what it is if you know what it is, but I can't wait to talk about this one because it's weird. I Tupperware the finale. I Tupperware the finale, even though I think like some things didn't 100% work. I hate the fact that they killed Batrock. I hate the fact that they killed Batrock. Um, I thought Sharon Stone re- – that uh, Sharon Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, Sharon, when Sharon Carter fucking crossed her legs and we saw her vagina – And then Michael Douglas showed up again in this as fucking, you know, Ant-Man. What was it? (laughs) Hank Pym. Yeah. And he looked at the ice pick again. (laughs) You know, I I was surprised um, by the end of this, how much more emotionally invested I was in this series than I was in, in WandaVision. Like they both, I, just on paper, I would have thought WandaVision yeah. was the series that was going to get me more just like in tears and bawling just because of the subject matter and everything, you know. But 
man, this show really packed even more of an emotional punch for me than, than WandaVision did. I think it had a better finale than WandaVision, too. I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I, even the title card at the end, when you see it's in uh, Captain America instead oh, of Winter Soldier. On. Yeah. Even that got me all welled up. Like, the whole last 10 minutes is basically me just bawling. Well, and then you had, like, you had the, 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 you know, the two guys and they're talking and, like, one's like, oh, we, Black Falcon. He's like, no, that's Captain America. I was like, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> I fucking, that was another, that was the second time in this episode where I started to clap. I started to clap. I was like, yeah! That was so cool. And the movies have a chance to do even better than the comics kind of did for the character. Because, I mean, yes, Falcon became Captain America in the comics. But if that lasted a year and a half, then I don't think it lasted very long. Mm-hmm. No, Steve was back pretty soon. And Steve took the mantle back pretty soon after all the uh, you know Hydra Steve stuff happened. And um, I think the movies have a chance to, to not do that cop-out. It felt like a bit of a publicity stunt cop-out the way they did it in the comics. And I hope the movies don't do it like that. I hope. Sam is Captain America for 10 plus years in the MCU. Do you think that when the inevitable happens and Captain America does come back, Chris Evans, is, will Sam hand him over the shield? I hope he does and Cap gives it right back to him. (laughs) Oh, Oh shit, I did, oh man, I did, see I, this is a question I didn't even plan on asking and just hearing like your response, I'm just like, oh my god, that's fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, that would give me fucking goosebumps seeing that. Like I, cause I think Sam would feel like he had to give it back to him. Like here, I kept this safe for you. Yeah. And Cap, Cap's gonna be like, no, it's, it's yours now, you've earned it. Like, yeah. yeah. It, yeah, that would be a total Steve Rogers thing to do. I think, like, yeah. going into that scene, like, of course, Sam is going to be humbled by, you know, Captain America coming back. But I also think, like, if, you know, if Captain America is following what's going on, he's going to be humbled by Sam and what Sam's been doing. He's like, no, this is yours now. This is yours. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And while we're on the shield talk, I loved how fucked up Walker's shield was at the end of the episode. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it was like an old trash can lid. Yeah, that was awesome. They did a great job with that. It just kept getting more and more beat up as the episode went on, and it was just like fucking ruined by like, the end. What were you thinking, dude? Your shit ain't vibranium. What were you <laughs> <No>. thinking? <laughs> The stuff that Sam was doing with the shield, um, and he tossed it out the window and then he like flew out and caught it and then attached it to his back. Like some of the, some of the aerial stuff with the shield, I really, I really enjoyed seeing. Yeah. It was cool to see Sam like really like manipulate it and use the shield like it now is his. Mm-hmm. Would you guys use the shield as like a walk at home? <laughs> Yeah, I I would use I would like make ice cream sundaes in that motherfucker too. Oh, dude, like like uh like like Bill and Ted's Ziggy Piggy, like a fucking <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some of the fact that it's got those sweat soaked leather straps on the yeah. inside of it. Yeah. Way to ruin it. Oh fuck! Now it's like you're eating. Now it's like you're eating ice cream at a goddamn AMC theater. <laughs> <laughs> You guys were cracking me up last week when you were talking about the shield bag and like who makes (laughs) (laughs) who makes the shield fucking case the bag? Yes, sales on those have to be way down. What the fuck is like 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 Under Armour is like? Why did we do this? Like who 
who like uh, like oh, where do we sell these? Where do we go? We go to the Renaissance Fair this year to sell these fucking things. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why did we why did we get into the shield bag making business? This was a, who who Carl was this your idea? Fire Carl shield bags. You're I'm bagging you, Carl. You're fired. I thought it was just like a portfolio bag that they just had the shield in, like not necessarily a bag specially made for a shield. Ah, you're taking all the fun out of it, Jim. I am. That's what I do. Crap. <laughs> It did look round, I know. <laughs> I enjoyed the um the final scene at like the fish fry, like with Sam's family back in um Louisiana and like Bucky shows up and he's like he's like joyful and like whipping his sunglasses off and playing around. Like I don't know. I liked it. It was like a warm hug. What do you this flirt on with Sam's sister? Absolutely get it, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's something I, th- that's, that's the reason why I want to see a season two. <laughs> I want to see a season two because of that. I think that'd be awesome. Um, man, I, I love this series, man. I think, uh, I think Marvel, as far as like these TV shows, they're, for me at least, they're two for two when it comes to like, uh, pure enjoyment of these series. I think I, I really love them. Both WandaVision and, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Two completely different shows. And that, that, and that goes to show, like, what Marvel has done with these movies in general. Like, you know, like when you're watching, you know, Captain America, the first Avenger, you're getting a World War II movie. And, you know, when you, Thor, you're getting, like, you know, a, a fantasy Norse god film. And Iron Man, you're getting, like, a billionaire tech film. And, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, you're getting a, a space odyssey. I mean, now with these, these, they're doing the same thing in these Disney shows. We're getting a, a magic, you know, basically like this, this magical show in the first one. And then the second one that we're getting like this duo action, uh, show. But, but with, with all these other messages though, it's crazy. Even in, even in Captain Marvel, even in Captain Marvel, which like I know not everybody's a fan of the Captain Marvel movie, but basically you've got like this whole movie where they're like, gaslighting the, the main character into saying she's not what she is. You know, there's so many different things going on in these movies and in these series. And then it's like, then they give us like this big fucking event where they all come together in like Avengers infinity war and Endgame. And it's yeah, like, I really like you saying that. Cause one of the things that really drives me nuts is when people complain about the MCU, it's, Oh, every, every movie is the same recipe. It's the same cookie cutter recipe for every Marvel movie. And I've just never saw that complaint. That complaint's never made any sense to me. Uh-uh, I don't get it. I don't get that either. I think they're all completely different films, but, and then they come together in this one big, massive event film. And, uh, that's what I, I guess, I guess that's like my biggest worry going forward with, with Marvel now is who's going to tackle the next big Avengers movie now that the Russos are, Kind of, you know, officially, they've said officially done with Marvel, unless they come back and do a, a Spider-Man movie or something like that. But like, who's going to do th- who, Jake, who's going to do the next big Marvel? We're going to get another Avengers film, bro. Oh, yeah. They want to lead to a big climax again, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, but who knows? I mean, I, I have faith in whoever they pick, because honestly, Russo's on paper before I saw any of. The other stuff, like, I didn't know. Like, yes, the cat movies were good movies, but 
like I didn't until seeing Civil War, I wasn't like convinced that they could juggle all these characters. Sure. And all these plot lines. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just gonna give faith to whoever they pick. They, they wouldn't pick him without any reason. Is it gonna be a new name? Or are they gonna go into the well? Okay. I think it will be a new name. I don't I don't think I mean maybe. I guess the Russos was kind of going into the well, but who's in the well that that like I love Taika, but I wouldn't want to give Taika the climax movie. They're going back to the well for Fantastic Four. They're giving John Watts, who I well, I honestly I haven't been too impressed with John Watts. Okay? I, I think you know, the last Spider Man movie was my favorite out of the MCU as far as like what the MCU's done. My my favorite Spider Man movie of all time is still Spider Man two. Okay? I don't want to confuse yeah, sure. everybody. Spider Man two, uh Sam Raimi, still my favorite Spider Man movie. But um, I think Tom Holland's a fantastic – I feel like Tom Holland – maybe this is just me. I feel like Tom Holland is a wonderful Spider-Man. I think he's a fantastic Spider-Man. But I feel like he kind of like – and this might just be me. And I know I'm not speaking for every fan out there. So if you disagree with me, that's fine. It's not like I've never been disagreed with before. But I feel like Tom Holland kind of fits into like – he's like such a perfect casting for Spider-Man. But on the flip side, it's kind of like Hugh Jackman with Wolverine. Not every Wolverine movie that we got was great. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I feel like yeah, that's – the casting's on point. Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't been in these like super awesome storyline movies. Really. I, I haven't seen the Tom Holland Spider-Man movie that's just like, man, that's – yeah, that's the fucking movie. That's the yeah, – fu- unless you count like – Endgame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But that's not his movie. I'm not saying – like Hugh Jackman, I think it even took like fucking close to 20 years before we got Logan. You know? Yeah, yeah, and which is the last movie, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not to take anything away from his other appearances in those other movies because he's always been a great Wolverine. He's always been the yeah. – he's, he's always been a perfect Wolverine in my opinion. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, Jake, me and my friends, when we would talk about dream castings for Wolverine, I remember, you know, just hanging out outside and talking with friends like, oh, who would you pick as Wolverine? And I, and, and we would always say, man, a young Clint Eastwood would be the perfect Wolverine. And this is, dude, I'm talking like I'm 12, 13 years old having these conversations. And then we get Hugh Jackman, who, in my opinion, looked like a younger Clint Eastwood. I was like, man, this guy is perfect. Oh my God. And, uh, we couldn't have asked for a better actor as Wolverine. And I think Tom Holland's a fantastic Spider-Man. I just don't think he's had like that movie yet. I think all, been too much Iron Man hanging over the Spider-Man movies to where it feels like he hasn't really gotten a solo movie. Yeah. It, dude, you know, is and, and is that maybe bec- with this third one we'll see more of that that you know now you know I mean the granted Tony was dead by the time we got far from home but there was still so much of his legacy wrapped up in that movie as a major plot point yeah yeah and Happy was still um was still looming there so that it was and hard Nick to Fury remember. was all over the place yeah. yeah yeah maybe it'll start to feel more like a Spider Man movie when he's done with high school he's living in the city. You know, he's a he's a photographer, you know, working for the Bugle. Maybe then it'll have more of a feel to it. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those things that Marvel is kind of like, uh, I think they they're listening to Stan Lee here, Jake. 
is like that was one of Stan Lee's like biggest things. He's like, I wish I would have kept Peter in high school a lot longer when I when he's, I was right. He's out before like issue twenty, I think, maybe even before issue fifteen. Yeah, and that was one of the things that 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 Stan said. Like, man, I, I wish I would have kept him in high school a lot longer. And I think that I think that that's what they're, they're trying to learn from that. But Joe, you're absolutely right with like this Iron Man kind of like hanging over it. Like, yeah, of course we don't want to see Uncle Ben die again. We don't want to see all this stuff. We don't need to hear with great power comes great responsibility. We we we've seen that in all these other movies. But on the flip side, it's like when you don't have those things and you're just incorporating all this MCU stuff, are you are you using that as a crutch? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's jump into good pop, bad pop. Fucking Falcon and Winter Soldier, absolute Tupperware for the whole series. I fucking loved it. Yeah, fantastic. Very yeah. slow start. Not the greatest episode one, but just blam. As soon as that episode yeah. one was done, two yeah. six were just amazing. I agree. I agree. Let's jump into good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop. Bad pop. Uh, good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous weekend or weeks that we either watched or read. We have a rating system, blah, blah, blah. Here it is. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. New movie dropped on Netflix. Uh, Stowaway. Uh, Jake, you saw this. Who else got a chance to see Stowaway on uh, Netflix? I did. did. A three-person crew on a mission to Mars faces an impossible choice when an unplanned passenger jeopardizes the lives of everyone on board. Stowaway is a science fiction thriller film. It's written by Joe Penna and Ryan Morrison. It's directed by Penna. The film stars Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, Shamir Anderson, and Tony Collette. Uh, and, um, I, uh, you know, I, I found out about this movie, you know, a few weeks ago and I was like, wow, this looks like, you know, a pretty big budget Netflix film. Anna Kendrick and Tony Collette. Um, and, um, so watch this one. I'll give my thoughts here in a moment, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts. What did you think, Stephanie, about Stowaway, a movie where people are on a mission to Mars, and after takeoff, they realize that there's a dude that fucking uh, was on, you know, that was that was there doing like, you know, uh, he was an engineer that was like maybe doing repairs and working on the ship. Well, something happened. He, he got knocked out. And uh, he's on the ship. They don't even realize he's there. They have NASA has not planned for him to be on this mission at all. And somehow they miss the fact that, you know, that this guy is still on the ship. Um, and uh, it causes somehow some returned somehow. And so like it causes some problems here uh, when they realize that there's a uh, fourth person on this uh that, that that's become part of this three person crew. What did you think about Stowaway? Um it was it was fine. Like it was fairly predictable for me. I think a lot of people like I, there's only four characters in the film, but two of them are total D bags if you ask me. The captain and um you know Dr. Kavorkian or whatever who tried to whatever. Oh, no spoilers. Sorry. 
So um, I thought it was okay. It was a little cookie cutter for me. You go into space, something goes wrong. Um, you know, now you have to do, perform some kind of insanely dangerous feat to take a chance that something may or may not happen. And it was just, it was fine. I, it didn't really blow me away. I'll, when we were talking about spoilers, I'll get more into it, but it was, it was fine. It was a little predictable for me, but you know, I was, I watched it. I didn't fall asleep or anything. What fine. would, what, what's your rating on this on uh, stowaway? Low taste it. Low taste it for stowaway. Jake, what did you think about stowaway? I'm going to give Stowaway a very high taste it. I, um, I knew nothing about this movie going in and just kind of hit play and watched it. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I loved the, just the four person cast. Um, I thought it was a really interesting creative decision that we never heard the voice of Tony Collette's commander. And it really like made me feel just as isolated as the characters in the movie. And I thought that was a really, a really great choice. Um, I thought, I, I didn't think it was predictable. I thought one character was going to end up kind of giving their life to help things along. And then a different character did that. A, a character I didn't expect was going to do that. So I was kind of surprised and saddened by how this all turned out. And I didn't think it overstayed its welcome. I thought it was like the perfect length that when it was over, I was ready for it to be over. And I thought this was a fun space movie. I, I liked it a lot. Um, the last space movie I saw was that fucking George Clooney Netflix space movie, and this was leagues ahead of that, in my opinion. Okay, Joe. Uh, so high taste it from Jake. Joe, what did you think about Stowaway? Uh, I'm also going to give this one a high taste it. I thought the performances in this were really good, um, especially like the the really emotional one-sided phone conversation stuff that Tony Collette did. Mm-hmm. That was really good. I mean, the the performances in this were really good. The uh, the the plot, I it was kind of I was kind of surprised that you know when when they first start talking about you know oh, we're not going to have enough life support and you know somebody's got to go and they're just talking about it like like the, you can just push a button and that's done or, or something like that and and so when when they actually unpacked that a little bit more and 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 really talked about how serious it was, I, I kind of appreciated that for. You know, a lot more because when that first started, it just seemed a little too perfunctory to me. Um, the the big stuff at the end that they had to do to to kind of solve everything with um, you know using those uh, devices to go up the cable um, that's something that I've done lots and lots and lots of in rock climbing because to ascend a fixed rope, you basically just put two clamps on the rope that then have loops at the bottom that your feet go in, and it's just jugging. You just go up the thing. And so the fact that this movie hinged on like extreme jugging and repelling kind of made me laugh a little bit. Um, and Jake, don't you love uh, rock climbing terminology that we've never heard of before? <laughs> yeah, I feel like Dude. I'm watching a Star Trek Next Gen episode with all this jargon. Fucking uh, classic jugging, bro. <laughs> oh dude when they started jugging i was like get out of here dude i was like look at this jughead over here not to be confused with the classic character from the archie comics but man you know i classic jugging going on here yeah dude i was waiting for fucking emmett otter's jug band to show up at some point too yeah a whole a whole jug band <laughs> just jugging along, weren't they, Joe? Um, 
You know what <laughs> Al Bundy's favorite Al Bundy's sorry, favorite ahead. pornography book was a book called Jugs. Do you remember that? <laughs> Isn't that like um, the Mary with Children one? Yeah, Mary with Al Bundy from Mary with yeah, Children. Yeah, that's hilarious. He's a big fan of Jugs. <laughs> Jugging. Joe, you, you slay me, bro. I think bro. it's because the handles look like a handle of a milk jug. <laughs> <laughs> Jugs. <laughs> I love how he how he says it, and he thinks that us. I love how Joe says it, and he thinks that us non rock climbing normies understand what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> you know, they're up there jugging, <laughs> jugga jugga choo choo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> They were getting juggy with it. Getting juggy with it? Na 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 na. That should be a rock climbing shirt, getting juggy with it. Getting juggy with it. There's some climbers coalition out there haven't snagged that up yet. Oh, man. Ah, man. That's so, great. No, I mean, I thought it was an entertaining movie, um, you know, and it, with it just being available on Netflix and so easy to watch. Yeah, this was this was an, an, an entertaining watch. I I'm leaning. Here's the thing. I loved this movie starting out. I thought it was great. I thought it um, I thought it really introduced some like 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 what would you do in this case? Like, you know, NASA is very like by the numbers and like um this is what they do. And <laughs> Except when it comes to checking crew. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? So anyway, you got this stowaway that's on the ship. And like, I guess I'm so used to movies like Apollo 13 where they, you know, they find a way. And in this one, it's just like, fuck. It's just like, okay, we got a stowaway. Um, you know, and this, this carbon dioxide fucking, machine breaks down and we're not going to have enough enough oxygen to get us through this when everybody's going to suffocate on this fucking flight. Well, let's just kill this guy. (laughs) And, you know, I was like, I'm so used to Apollo 13 where like, everybody's like going to like work together to like figure this out. And this movie was such a fucking downer. And then like they, you know, I, but I really, there were some scenes and some, some, there's the one scene in particular that I really thought was incredible was like, you had the stowaway talking with, uh, Daniel Day Kim's character and they're talking about, um, the jazz music that he's playing. And, um, he's talking, you know, like, you know, the stowaway is like listening to this jazz music and he's like, Oh my God, this, what he's like, I gotta say something like, what are we listening to? He's like, "Uh, you don't like jazz. You don't like Coltrane. You don't like, and he's like, he starts explaining jazz and like how jazz, like there's, there's rules in jazz, you know, but every once in a while, one person will go off and do their own thing. And I kept thinking to myself, like, that's kind of like what this movie is in a way, in a lot of different ways. Like they didn't plan, like there's rules. They had rules set up to do this mission. They didn't plan on a stowaway. Also, they didn't plan on the fact that like one character might want to fucking go off full Kaborkian, like Stephanie said, you know, like there's, there's, there's rules like this, this music is, it's, it's, it, this jazz is kind of like this mission in a way where like things can, something one person can go off and do like their own thing 
And I was like, man, that's, what a fucking great scene that was. That was so fucking cool. The way that the ending of this movie is so fucking dumb, in my opinion. It is so fucking cookie cutter dumb. And then they give like her speech from the beginning of the movie. And I'm just like, fuck off. So <laughs> I thought, I thought like this movie had so much promise and I was loving following all these characters and everything that they were going through. I guess I'm just kind of like Stephanie for me, I guess I'm just like used to like Apollo 13 movies where it's like, let's, let's figure out a way. Let's, yeah. let's figure out a way. And then this just seemed so fucking like, Wrong and people being putting yes. putting the mission over human life that it just made me sick about humanity. Like this guy's more fucking worried about his algae than this yeah. guy getting back to his family and his sister. And I'm like, fuck you and fuck this movie and fuck humanity because this <laughs> you people, some of you people, like the people on this flight are some of the worst in humanity right now. And I'm not. This is not – if this is what NASA ha- – the best that NASA has to offer up in outer space, and I am sickened by this fucking movie. And, like, the even the ending just kind of was just dumb to me. I don't know if I'm making any sense at all, but I just didn't care for this ending at all. I thought, like, this movie had, like, the potential to be a Tupperware, and it just fucking – it fell apart in the third act for me. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of a positive, you know, ending on this. I mean, I've, I'm fairly vocal on how much I don't like movies that are bummers. And, and I feel like if this one wouldn't have had, you know, the bummer ending that it had, I probably would have Tupperware it. They didn't even try yeah. to find a way to make this work. And like, the, the callousness. No, no, no. Hyperion. Hyperion had looked at every angle. Yeah. Hi, fucking, I gotta yeah. hear, I had to fucking hear about the almighty Hyperion. By the end of this movie, I fucking, I fucking, uh, offered my soul to Hyperion. I fucking accepted them as my personal savior. Jesus Christ, fucking Hyperion. Fuck off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, you're fine. <laughs> it's just, they were, oh yeah, so we're just, he's gotta go. He was dead the minute we took off. Right. Like, come on, dude. You're worried about your algae and all this research. Like, and like, they didn't even like have a plan for how they were going to do it. Dude, bro, dude and his algae, man. What the fuck? <laughs> I, three years, three years I've been, fuck. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's like, okay, th- you know, three years of your life, but this guy's entire yeah. life. This guy's entire life, man. What's more, what's more important than, um, history remembering you as the guy who introduced, uh, fucking, uh, you know, uh, bot, botany to Mars or the guy who saved someone's life on this fucking mission. Yeah. Go fuck off, man. I felt like he'd kind of changed his tune later on. Like it was kind of an impulse decision that the character made that he, it seemed like. But to have that struggle, dude, if I was in that ship, if 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 it was me or you or anyone else Jake I don't care how dedicated you are to like your life's work saving someone else's life putting your life putting your work just, just your work over someone else's life 
And there, something didn't sit well with me, man. It made me no, sick. No, I get it. I get it. I, I, I know you, and you're thinking, you're thinking about it from like a story perspective. Like, wow, okay. Yeah, and I get that too. I get that too. Like, not every fucking story, not every person in every story is going to do what I want them to do. Right. Yeah, I thought that was the most interesting character, just because of making such flawed decisions. I get it. I get the that. repercussions, and I. I mean, it's not like he was a complete mustache twirling villain. Like he could have just snuck up behind dude and stuck him with the thing and pushed him out the airlock if that was, you know, who the who the man was. And I don't know. I thought it was an interesting character study yeah. in an extreme situation. I get that, also, man. I guess I'm just too fucking spoiled on like watching shit like Apollo 13, where it's like we, you know, we're gonna fucking we're gonna find a fucking way. Yeah, and I put more of the blame on Hyperion than I did on, you know, the decision that character made. Like, I just, I was blown away by, like, them not checking their logs or doing a head count before, like, launching such an important <laughs> mission. Like, the, you know, they probably like, know. Even God. They, yeah, well, it's well, the ridiculous. They've got this big ass space station thing that they can sling out into space. It's got one super important component in it. If this component shorts out, you're fucked. Maybe keep two of them in there. Right, yes! (laughs) Maybe have a backup. I was hoping that, like, part of me was hoping, like, this character that that was on there would be kind of, like, the guy to figure out, like, how to save them all, (laughs) you know? That would have been even fucking better. Yeah, and it was just like... I liked liked the bummer ending. (laughs) You're, you're you are a piece of shit, Jake. <laughs> I didn't want anyone figuring this shit out. I, I didn't want... <laughs> eight I eight years, or, or eight eight fucking years with you, Jake. <laughs> eight, eight fucking years, man. All right, that's uh, that that movie. It's stowaway. It's on Netflix. You can watch it now. Big cast here: Tony Collette, fucking Anna Kendrick, Mayor of Easttown. Who watched Mayor of Easttown? I did. Me. All right. Uh, A detective in a small Pennsylvania town investigates a local murder while trying to keep her life from falling apart. Stars Kate Winslet. Uh, we've also got Gene Smart in here. Love seeing Gene Smart appear in anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evan Peters is in this. We haven't seen him yet, have we? They showed him in the uh, coming up on this season of Mayor of Easttown. Oh, did they now? Listen to yeah. those motherfuckers. Guy Pierce is in this. And, uh, I don't know, a bunch of other fucking people. Uh, Mayor of Easttown. Um, man, I, 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 uh, I think that this has enough for me to want to continue to watch this. Kate Winslet, man, her character is just, oh my, rough, very rough, right? I like, how is she keeping anything together? I, wow. Wow. I'm, I'm, I want to hear what you guys think, but man, I am super, super intrigued by this series. Like I can't like, fully say like it's a Tupperware yet it has enough to keep me wanting to watch it 
it what but I wasn't so blown away by it that I'm just like, man, I got I can't wait for the next episode. I am gonna watch the next episode. It was nothing like Joe, like when we watch certain things like like maybe the first episode of like Westworld or like Invincible or mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like other shows that are just so fucking captivating on that first episode that I just have to like I can't wait for the second episode. This had enough to keep me intrigued to make me want to watch the second episode. Uh, but it wasn't like, oh my God, it's like, you know, life or death, me watching the second episode. Like there's certain fucking shit where it's like, man, I hope I don't die next week because I, you know what I mean? Like I gotta, I, I want to, I, I hope I don't die next week because I want to watch the second episode of this or I want to watch the finale of this or like I gotta fucking see what the ending of Endgame is before I hope, I hope I don't fucking hit a deer on the road and fucking die. Um, Oh, that's from the Mortal Kombat episode. Listen to that, guys. Listen to us talk about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> You'll get that. You'll get that when you listen to Mortal Kombat. But um I thought Kate Winslet did a fantastic job in this. Didn't see a lot of Jean Smart in this, but, man, I love her. And um I, I, I like this quite a bit. I, we can unpack it a little bit more, but what did you think, Joe? Oh, I loved this so much. Like this, this episode really hooked me. It was one of those ones where when it was over, had I had the option to immediately go into the second episode, I absolutely would have. Oh, there you go. Um, all, all the performances in this were so good. Um, this is generally one of those genres that, you know, I'm, I'm hit or miss with. Um, and this one, I mean, it, it sunk its claws in me on this first episode. Uh, Kate, like you were, like y'all were saying with Kate Winslet's character, uh, fantastic. And then with some of the stuff, we just get glimpses, you know, of some of the stuff she's struggling with. And it, it seems like she's raising, I mean, how, how into spoilers, I guess. It's the first episode. And we, if you want to, if you feel like you're going to say something that may get somebody hooked on this show, go ahead and say it, man. Okay, yeah. Well, with with her raising her her grandson, and then it seems like, you know, her son, you know, probably died somewhere along the way. And, you know, maybe I'm guessing that that's why she's raising that. And so that's just a little bit of extra pressure on her. And then I thought the grandson was Chopin's kid. I don't think so. I, I I don't think so. I, I think that my guess is that she had a son. The son had a, a kid early because it seems like that's something that uh, it's happening with lots of kids in East Town. There's not much to do except for party and have premarital sex. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's like that's like of- that's part of like their their fucking tourist commercial that they that, <laughs> like when, when you when you're watching the Welcome to Eastview Town <laughs> when you're watching Pluto TV and they're targeting local commercials. That's part of <laughs> they're like, are you a young kid who wants that has nothing to do in this town? Well, have premarital sex. <laughs> 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 but that's that's my prediction. Do you have that. a lonely boner? <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, come on down to East Town. <laughs> I think I just found my new handle for the Discord. <laughs> lonely boner. <laughs> Uh, 
I promise I'm you, sure, listeners. Sure somebody else has it, so I'll have to be Lonely Boner 42 or something. Listeners, I, 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 I want to promise our listeners this is a Pop Culture Leftovers seal. Uh, this is a guarantee, a PCL guarantee. You will not hear the term Lonely Boner on any other podcast this week that you're listening to. <laughs> that is a PCL guarantee, Jake. Eight years, sir. PCL promise. PCL promise. <laughs> lonely Boner. <laughs> Go ahead, Jake. Uh, Joe, I, I apologize. Uh, one of the things I gotta say about this episode, though, is goddamn them for endearing us so much to a certain character that, you know, something tragic happens to. Yeah. Because, oh, but I mean, you know, that you need something like that to happen to, to, I mean, that was part of what really sunk its claws in on me on this. Is yeah, yeah. Seeing that happen then going forward is like, oh man, Mare is already struggling as this detective that, you know, has gone for, you know, a year on this murder case and there's nothing going forward. They're talking about bringing in somebody else to, you know, from the city to a detective to help her on the case. And then she's just got this, you know, this persona around town that she's this hero just because when she was in high school, she made a, a shot in a basketball game. It reminds and me of uh, the Simpsons, old gray mare. She ain't what she used to be. Do you remember? <laughs> you sing that at summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever the lady that ran the camp would come out to give us a uh, an announcement, we'd sing that. Do you remember that from The Simpsons, Jake? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let's see if I can play this. Krusty, are you making any money? Nah. That guy's giving it away for free. Oh, gray mare. She ain't what she used to be. Ain't what she used to be. Ain't what she used to be. Oh, gray mare. She ain't what she used to be. Ain't what she used to be. Sorry. I I felt like I <laughs> made the old folks day. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. I apologize again. We did that song with She Ain't What She Used to Be back in 3 BC. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, dude, Mare of Easttown, fantastic. I mean, it's just uh, another one to the pantheon of fantastic HBO shows. At least that's just basing it off a first episode. That's I think this is going to be another one that's going to be really good. Did you watch the the Mark Ruffalo HBO series? Uh, No, I did not watch that one. That was the one where he was playing two roles? Yeah, what was it called, man? I fuck Mark Ruffalo, HBO... Uh, I know this much is true. If you guys have not watched I Know This Much is True on HBO, absolute Tupperware. I highly recommend it. So good. But you're giving this a Tupperware, Joe? Yeah, for the first episode, this is a Tupperware for me. Jake, talk to me about this one. I want to know. Yeah, I'm right there with Joe. I'm giving the first episode a Tupperware as well. This was my favorite thing I watched this week for the podcast. Um, I would have watched the second episode right then and there had it been available. Um, there was just so much going on here. I, I thought Winslet's performance was just amazing. I, I loved her accent. It was like, it didn't sound fake or phony. It was just, just perfect for like that small town vibe. Mm. Um, I love just kind of the, the cast of characters just had a real sharp objects vibe to me Yeah, where like you're in this town, there's all these different citizens of this town that you're being introduced to. There's like this overall like murder mystery happening it, it had a lot of that kind of vibe to me but yeah i, I was hooked i am um, man this is this was so fucking good and i i didn't catch on to what joe was saying i i really did think that her that was her daughter's kid that her daughter had like a really young teenage birth i felt like the show kind of tried to fool you into thinking that 
for like the first half and I just never caught on to the the, the dead son thing. So So wow. she's investigating I'm this I'm pretty sure her daughter's gay. Yeah, as I, well. I, yeah, and, I, and there was the one scene where she was, you know, laying in bed with her grandson and then she wakes up and for a split second you know, she sees like a young man sitting at the foot of the bed. Yeah, I'm with Joe. I never got what you got. What you got, Jake? Yeah, yeah, that was just a misunderstanding by me. And I, I did realize that she was gay, but I just thought maybe that was a decision that came later. Or yeah, I don't know. That that just that part went over my head at first. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that she had had a, a deceased son. But yeah, th- this was so fucking good. I-, I can't wait to see more of this. I-, I assume because of the cast and the star power that this is going to be like a one season limited run type of thing. So I- I'm excited for that. I don't have to get too invested in watching like 20 seasons of this thing. It sounds like it's just going to be a one and done really great murder mystery series. I can't wait to see where it goes. So do we think that the murder was performed by the murderer? That she was trying to track from, like, that case from years ago. That killed Bethy. It was just a year ago, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, like, it's, like, misdirection as to, like, what happened. And it's it's someone else completely other unrelated to, like, what we actually saw in the episode. Like a copycat murder? No, not a copycat. I think it's the same murderer. I think we're led to believe that it's, like... You know, I think I don't without getting into too many spoilers, like we saw like this girl being harassed by her ex-boyfriend and her ex-boyfriend's current girlfriend. And I think we're led to believe that like they were involved. I think that that's not what happened. I think it's like whoever Whoever. No, I, I agree with yeah. you. It wasn't. It wasn't the the new girlfriend of the ex boyfriend. It wasn't the right. ex boyfriend. It definitely. It very possibly may be a character we've already been introduced to. Yeah. But I, I don't think it was any of the the obvious characters that they painted it right. to be. There's no Sharon Carter shit going on here. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Stephanie, mayor of Easttown. Um. Yeah. I give it a high taste bit. Um, I'll definitely be back for more. It is, it's heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Kate Winslet character, her, she, a lot of what she's dealing with is heavy. A lot of her interactions with the people in her life feel very heavy and very weighted. You can tell there's a lot of history and a lot of hurt there. Um, I agree. I actually hadn't thought of the angle that the murder, um, could be connected to the murder, um, of the person, the, the, the mystery she was trying to solve before. Mm. Um, but that, that makes sense. Um, I yeah. definitely do think it's misdirection. I think it's, I think it's off to a, a really good start. I think with as much as they're packing in, even to this first episode, if the rest of the episodes are, are like this and considering like some, like whoever just said the star power, I think it's a great recipe for like a limited series about a murder mystery. That's like a one and done, um, couple, like, you know, six, seven episodes or something like that. I think it's got the potential to be really great. I give it a high taste. It only because I want to see how it pans out, but I wouldn't be shocked if, for me. This is a top where after like another one or two episodes, a hundred percent, I'm with you a hundred percent on that. Yeah. But I, I think like the performance of Kate Winslet was an absolute Tupperware. Yeah. She's so fucking mm-hmm. good. So fucking good. So yeah, can't, I can't wait to watch the next episode comes out tomorrow. Doesn't it? No, no. Yes. It, does it? Is it yeah, Sunday? I'm so confused show. with HBO and HBO Max because HBO Sunday and HBO Max is Thursdays. 
Yes, this is an HBO proper show. There you go. So it is Sunday. That okay. You know what? I'm going to say this too. Any project that has Guy Pierce in it, I think he elevates any project, and unless it's Iron Man three, anything besides <laughs> Iron Man three that Guy Pierce is in. Yeah, I love Guy Pierce. I How love the fuck him too. You're gonna one night stand Guy Pierce like that? What? The <laughs> yeah. How the fuck? What the fuck, Jake? Yeah, I'd come back a second time. You know that motherfucker <laughs> after eight years ain't just doing missionary. <laughs> that mother, you know, the, you know that motherfucker. He's got some fucking moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, shit. Leave me for Guy Pierce. I wouldn't blame you. Oh God, in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no ill will. Even I can't I, believe I you said that out me. loud. Yeah, You're, I'm, I am ditching you, kicking you to the curb, bro. <laughs> Guy Pierce, old gray Jake, he ain't what he used to be. <laughs> ain't what he used to be. <laughs> Sasquatch? Sasquatch? Nah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you like my, do you like my transition there, Jake? It was perfect. That's good, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. This deals with uh, fucking uh, an investigative journalist, David Holthouse, uh, who is uh, looking into, uh, you know, uh, a murder here. Uh, he's trying to solve a uh, bizarre 25 year old triple homicide that was said to be the work of the mythical creature Sasquatch. Uh, it also involves uh, fucking uh, marijuana cannabis farms. In, in the uh you know in the mountains and shit like that this was dropped on 420 jake oh that's nice yeah <laughs> i didn't make that connection i just i literally did when i just i looked at my notes <laughs> i looked at my notes here <laughs> that it dropped on 420 and i literally just made it just now and yeah, it was not an accident that was not an accident sir uh sasquatch this is three episodes it's on hulu and, uh, yeah, this is fucking crazy because like the first episode, like, I don't know, this has so many twists and turns for me. It really did. There's parts of this where I was like, okay, I am so in on this. I am so in on this. Like, what the fuck? This guy is out there and he overhears a conversation that Bigfoot killed three men. And it's something that he didn't like for 25 years. He didn't fucking like, you know, like it it resonated like he thought about it, but he didn't really like want to uncover this mystery until later. Like I got to get down to the bottom of this. Like did fucking did Bigfoot kill three men out in the woods? And so like he goes into this like he does this investigative reporting, which he's like this guy is known for. And um, this took so many twists and turns. There were parts in it where I was like. By the time I got to like the end of the second episode or like the beginning of the third episode, I forgot. I was like, fuck this documentary. This is like, this is not what they sold me on. And then like, <laughs> it, and then it come, it came back around and I was just like, okay, I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'll give it a high tasted overall. I thought it was like, I, I really enjoyed the way that this was, was presented the way that it was, um, the storytelling of this documentary, I really enjoyed it. Um, but maybe I'm in the minority here uh, when it comes to Sasquatch. I want to know what you guys thought about this. Joe, what did you think about Sasquatch on Hulu? 
Yeah, I, I feel much the same way about this one. I'm going to give it a taste it. Um, when I saw just the premise of it, I was immediately in. I was like, yeah, this is this is bonkers. And and throughout the whole first episode, I was really digging it. And then I, I had much the same experience where it's like there were times where I was really, really digging it and other times where it was definitely running colder for me. Uh, I watched all three episodes of it. And when the third episode was over, I had to actually go online and look it up and just verify, like, is this it? Is this this? OK, yes, it is just three episodes. Yeah, um, I did, too. But dude, the premise of this is is hard to beat is that he was, you know, he he does all these things where he's an investigative journalist where he, he embeds himself undercover in in really shady areas and gets a bunch of intel and then, you know, writes an article on it. And so he was embedded with these marijuana growers in the Emerald Triangle in Northern California. And he was hanging out like in this cabin with these tweakers and these two guys come in and one of them is really upset and he's saying, we were just at this grow site and all the plants were ripped up and there was three bodies there that were torn to pieces. And that guy's like, this was definitely a Bigfoot that did this. And so when you, when you hear that, you're like, okay, this is going to be like, I've always been fascinated by the idea of Bigfoot, but I've never gotten into watching shows like finding Bigfoot or squatching <laughs> right, or any right. of that shit because it's <laughs> dumb to me. It's fucking dumb. It's like, okay, you're never going to watch an episode where it's like, at the end of it, they're like, and here's Bigfoot. It's like, no. Number one, if there was a scientific discovery that, yes, there really was a, a large ape species discovered living in the Pacific Northwest, you're not going to find out about it on fucking, you know, Bigfoot show. Is that <laughs> you know, a show like, that's going to be a huge fucking on Twitter and shit. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's why I was Wait, hold on. Stephanie has a adventure. Stephanie has a question. Is there a show called Squatchin? <laughs> I don't I don't know, but I think that that's what those weirdos call it. I mean, you know, these are I don't know, these are just desperate men that, you know, they probably all have velcro shoes. They probably still live with their parents. <laughs> It's just fucking sad. But, you know, everybody no. needs a thing. And if this Stephanie, is what there is not hurting anybody. There's something called the Squatchin Trilogy. <laughs> a, group, a group of boys decide to make a Bigfoot video, but their weekend plans suddenly turn dark when friends start to go missing. It's at a 7.5 on IMDb uh, with... With six people rating it, so that's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is like an actual, like, real thing that, like, there's a a portion of the population that are really into it. Like, this is what they do with their weekends. Yeah, yeah. This is what they talk about in internet groups. You know, they are they are fucking stoked to go out there and find Bigfoot. And so, like, the the part of me that is like an optimist that's like. Like, I want to believe that aliens are real. I want to believe that Bigfoot's real. You know, just because that would just makes the world that much more fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, if if it's not just something mundane. Yeah. But, yeah. And so that part of this, of this documentary was really You, you want them to show you something. You want exactly. them to show you something. Yeah. But going into it, like, I want to be like, yeah, Bigfoot really did kill these guys. But then, <laughs> you know, when it introduces the thing of, you know, well, hey, these are all people that are you know, they're all engaged in black market activities. They're trying to, you know, protect what they've got from, you know, from competitors, from law enforcement, from everything. Yeah. It's, it's going to boil down to 
did Bigfoot really kill these guys or is it a human monster? Right. And, and there's a part in this documentary, there's a line that really stuck with it that he said that, you know, monsters are real, but they're humans and you don't know they're a monster in, you know, because they're going to, it's a, it's a human that laughs and smiles at you and everything. And, and you don't realize they're a monster until they become a monster. And then he was and, like, so why are we squatching? and so i guess that's where i ran hot and cold with this and and it's more due to my own expectations of you know oh this would be an incredible story if it really was sasquatch that killed these guys but obviously there's like that's an unrealistic expectation to even take going into this because this isn't how a bigfoot discovery is going to be announced Uh but but overall, I thought it was a really good docuseries. I mean, I watched all three episodes. I so. thought I thought the director and this guy David that made this did really. They did a fantastic job, as good a job as they could. But man, like the hook is like Sasquatch murders three dudes out in the woods. I'm like, fuck! I gotta, I gotta, I gotta know more about this. <laughs> and yeah, man, it takes twists and turns and. Overall, it's kind of like let down, but yeah, we're on the same page, I think, man. Did you think it was a little frustrating that they refused to say that one person's name? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of like they're trying to protect different people and uh, going on in this, but man, I don't know. Jake, what did you think about uh, Sasquatch on Hulu? Oh, I didn't like this at all. This was a toss it for me. I. I only watched the first episode. Oh, uh, just... you needed to watch all three. I think in order to like, I by the first episode, I was loving it in the first episode, Joe, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. In the first episode, I was all in. Yeah. I don't know. Like, okay, th- that's fine, Jake. But like, I think it's like, just, I don't know. I just couldn't buy into it. It was super hokey to me. I, I thought the production was kind of lacking. Like they kept showing the same little piece of animation of the driving down the road with the wooded area and I don't know, a lot of stock footage stuff. And uh, mm. the most interesting thing about it was the the people that they would talk to and some of the, like, like Bobo and some of the Squatch Hunters and some of those people uh, <laughs> were interesting characters. But I just thought I wasn't, like, hooked in at all. Like, if, it was hey, over. I just did not care. Jake, if me and you ever are, like, in the woods, <laughs> if me and you are ever in the woods in, like... God damn it, my cat just knocked over a big old <laughs> fucking thing of treats. He's a, he, he, jeez, he, uh, maybe that was a Sasquatch. I, I, I know, you already, you already ruined it. I know, I, it, it might have been a Sasquatch, it might not have been my cat that knocked that over. Um, but anyway, if me and you were ever out in the woods and like a big boulder comes hurling our way and it starts coming at you, I will yell out to you. I'll be like, "Squatch out!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a play on words, Jake. It's like it's like watch out, but instead I'm saying, "Squatch out!" I would be impressed either way, even if I get hit. <laughs> so, yeah. Joke. Well done. Thank you, sir. I ta- I'm taking a fucking bow right now. Thank you. Stephanie, would yeah, you? Yeah, this just this just wasn't for me. I yeah. I don't think it was necessarily terrible. It's like it's one of those tosses that I feel bad for. Like I, I see the value of this. I see why people could like this. It it just wasn't my thing. 
Stephanie, what did you think about Squatch Out? <laughs> I didn't get through all three episodes. I found it a bit painful. Okay. Um, wow. How, how far did you get? How far did you get? I, I started the second episode. Okay. It is, they kept showing that footage like it was like the Zapruder film from like the Kennedy assassination. Like it was, you can clearly see it's a Sasquatch and it clearly to me <laughs> looks like a human in a Sasquatch costume. Like walking like a guy <laughs> on his way to get some footage. Yes. Yeah. Where does his famous turn? <laughs> and I'm just like, it looks like some guy like on his way to get some Newports from like, from a girl. Like it, this looks so ridiculous. Newports. It was. It was Bob Hieronymus wearing a suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like people who smoke Newports are just a little bit more rough around the edges and they walk with like anger. So that's why. <laughs> nothing to back that up. But like. <laughs> it's just so. <laughs> Stephanie's claims about Newport smokers are her own and her own own. <laughs> Do not represent TCL stance on Newport smokers. <laughs> yeah, this episode does come with a disclaimer. 100%. <laughs> it, they were talking about this footage, like, and like, I like when things like people are like, like age old mysteries like this, like I think like, like Amelia Earhart, like I'm always sucked in because I'm always like, there is a possibility that this theory is true. Because there's, I feel like they didn't really have anything to keep me engaged to want to follow through to see if they were going to provide any proof that this is true. Like they just, I agree with what Joe's saying. They just I thought just the, like, the documentary would have been incredible if at the end of it, this guy, David Holthouse is sitting on a couch Smoking a doobie with Bigfoot. <laughs> wouldn't that have been, in, wouldn't that have been insane, Joe? Had we seen that? Bigfoot's like, you know, I can just get this everywhere. There's these hippies everywhere. They grow this stuff. <laughs> I felt like that one guy only agreed to be on me, the dock. Man. I like the brothers. Like, only if you'll let me smoke on the dock will I be on the dock. I like the two brothers that were talking about Sasquatch. And like they, they the got, best. they got into a huge argument about the one <laughs> yes. brother, the one brother was talking about Bigfoot being able to teleport and he's like, no, no, I don't believe that. I have never said that I thought Bigfoot could teleport. That's no. That's not what I said. That is not what I said. <laughs> yeah, they were great. They were the best. <laughs> Sorry, Stephanie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> No, those Sasquatch people, man, they believe that that video. I used like, to, that is their I, holy grail. I used to, <laughs> I used to work with a guy that was that was he believed in Bigfoot and would go on <laughs> Bigfoot hunts and shit. That video looks so ridiculous to me. Oh, it is so a guy in a monkey suit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's terrible. <laughs> I heard this great bit about how it would be really funny is if when they went out into the woods to film that and they were in a rubber suit, they actually found a real Bigfoot. <laughs> and then, then fucked the guy. That the Bigfoot suit. then fucked that guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. So then they're like, is this a picture of a guy in a monkey suit getting fucked by a guy in a way better monkey suit? <laughs> <laughs> and then in today's day and age, we would have to cancel Bigfoot for raping this guy, wouldn't we? Hashtag cancel Bigfoot. <laughs> that was not consensual. It's the only instance you can really ask a rape victim. What were you wearing? 
Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You you were asking <laughs> for it. Victim shaming. That's like a giant monkey. Well, yeah. you were you were fucking asking <laughs> for it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what you were wearing, you slut. <laughs> you just turn around and Bigfoot's right there and he's got a dick the size of a cop's flashlight and you're like I'm in trouble <laughs> oh my god this is no I think we just got cancelled with this conversation <laughs> I know I was thinking the same thing <laughs> scrub this one yeah alright All right. we're gonna edit that out no it's it's all, it's all going for edit. it's all going eight years guys eight years um <laughs> I know it's a miracle we haven't been canceled in those eight years. No shit. Let's uh guys, let's take I gotta take we gotta take a I gotta take a break. I gotta take a break. I've gotta piss like a Sasquatch right now. So <laughs> you gotta pick up those cat trees. <laughs> no shit, they're on the fucking floor. <laughs> Alright, we'll be right back. I go, we got one more thing to talk about. We'll be right back. Baking pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon back we got a couple more things uh, on good pop bad pop here uh we'll talk about these quickly uh cinema toast uh this dropped on showtime joe i you got a chance to watch this joe yeah i watched the first episode of it jake did you watch cinema toast yes was you uh stephanie yeah all right yeah produced by the team of uh team at duplass brothers productions so uh uh the Duplass Brothers. Cinematos is a wildly experimental new series from an eclectic group of indie filmmakers who've re-edited and re-scored footage from public domain films and overdubbed them with performances of contemporary actors to tell new, wholly original stories. The varied voiceover cast includes Fred Armisen, Alison Brie, Nicole Byer, Coleman Domingo, Chloe Finneman, Jake Johnson, Chris Maloney, Megan Mullally, Nick Offerman, Aubrey Plaza, Christina Ricci, Dan Stevens, Loris Toussaint, and more. And yeah, I watched the first episode and I watched part of the second episode. And, um, same. I liked it enough, but I'm a bigger fan of like Mystery Science Theater 3000. This is basically just like actors like talking over different characters in old public domain films and it's kind of funny um it wasn't laugh out loud funny for me um the second episode i thought was the first episode was much better than the second the second i couldn't even get through it was so terrible (laughs) but i'll give it a mm, i'll give it a low taste it it was all right. I, maybe it gets better as you go along, but um, I'd rather watch any episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 over this. 
uh, a fun concept, but not my favorite. What did you think, Jake? Yeah, the the Duplass brothers were over two for me this week. I, I hated this as well. Um, you know, comedy subjective. Um, this may be someone else's cup of tea, but yeah, I did not laugh a single time during the uh, first episode. And I thought, you know, I think it's an anthology series. Let me check out the next episode and see if maybe the different voice cast and different footage does anything for me. And I got like seven minutes into that episode and I was like, yeah, this this show is not for me. uh, Yuck. I, (laughs) this was the worst thing I watched this week for sure. I, I I hated this. (laughs) I would agree. I would agree agree with that. What'd you think, Stephanie? Yeah. Toss it. Um, (laughs) It was it was rough. I've never seen Mystery Science Theater, but I do. I'm a big fan of Who's Line, and I almost prefer they do this small skit on Who's Line where they they dub over, yeah, just like like improv over it. And that's that's not even my favorite Who's Line skit, but that's better than this. And they do it for ten seconds, and you know, for maybe a couple of minutes, excuse me. And that's way too long in that format. I could not get. I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was. It seemed like a lazy attempt to try making something funny. Like, I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. It's a total toss-up for me, and there's no no redemption here. I thought Megan Mullally as the mom was funny in the first one. In a, in a, in a, as, as far as, like, the humor went, I thought she was, like, the best part of the first episode. What did you think, Joe? Yeah, I'd give it a taste. It. Um, I watched the first episode and a little bit of the second episode. Uh, the first episode, it did make me laugh out loud a couple of times. Um, the, the dinner party where, where he was picking up the, the different conversations from the different people's, you know, other Bluetooth mics around there and yeah. just repeating it at the party. I, I just thought that that was a level of silly that was making me I like Megan Mullally's like response, like, like, <laughs> like, 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 what is wrong with you? Are you, did you have a stroke? What is going on with you? <laughs> See, all that had me cracking up. Um, yeah. It did make me think of of Mystery Science Theater, um, but then but then it actually made me think of. Do you remember the movie Kung Pao Enter the Fist? Oh God, I fucking love oh, yeah. Kung Pao. Oh my God, I fucking love Kung Pao. It made me think Pao. of that movie. I was like, this is kind of like what they did with that. Only only with Kung Pao, you know, it's like they took the older movie and they they superimposed another guy on top of it, and then they changed all the the stuff in it. And so it kind of was reminiscent of that, but it wasn't nowhere near as funny as Kung that Pao. guy Steve Odekirk. He came out with. I own this on DVD. It's a it's a it's a DVD collection set. I'm looking it up right now. I actually am looking at it over on my <laughs> shelf right now. But Steve Odekirk came out with um it's it's called All Thumbs, I think. Hold on. All Thumbs and he does all these movies. He reenacts all these movies with yes, All Thumbs the the complete collection. He reenacts all these movies but he does them with thumb characters, his thumbs. <laughs> and so he does um, the Blair Thumb, Bat Thumb, Thumb Wars, which is like the Phantom Menace. It's Thumb Wars, the Phantom Cuticle. Um, I'm not kidding. <laughs> he does Franken Thumb, Thumb Tannic, and the God Thumb. And I, I, I own the complete collection. <laughs> oh my god, it's out of print, and you can buy them new for two hundred and fifty dollars. 
and Jesus. and used from a hundred. So I, when I picked that up at Best Buy on a whim, <laughs> wow, did I make a good decision that day? I, you know, like people are investing in, in in Bitcoin, and I was like, fuck that, I'm buying the All Thumbs Steve Odekert collection because this is going to increase in value like a motherfucker, is what I said that day. <laughs> I love Kung Pao. All thumbs. It is so dumb. He gives, he gives thumbs a real like human eyeballs and mouths, Joe. And I'm the, it is the creepiest looking fucking thing you've ever seen. I can only imagine, but I bet it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, dude, I love Kung Pao, but I mean, the, it, it, and I think my, my goodwill towards Cinema Toast is just carried over from that, but it's like, I, I I couldn't do the second episode. It was too weird. And and so I just checked out. Do you remember in Kung Pao, the villain that's introduced in that movie? And he's like, you can call me Betty. Yes. <laughs> I like when he asks where he can find him. And she's like, he hangs out on top of a waterfall, swinging a big chain over his head. <laughs> and that's the next scene we see is him at a waterfall. He's like, Iron Hands really fucking hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Cinema Toast. He's working out with a bow flex when all the people are doing the traditional martial arts movie <laughs> training, and he's bow flex. Oh, my God. Cinema Toast is just not funny. <sighs> I think I might need to go back and watch Kung Pao instead. Yeah, yeah. So Cinema Toast on Showtime is just like, yeah, I guess a valiant attempt at humor, but it just doesn't work for me. I think... I would just rather, much rather watch Mystery Science Theater 3000. So, um, last thing I want to talk about is Rutherford Falls. I only watched the first episode. This is an Ed Helms series. It's on Peacock. Uh, and, uh, Rutherford Falls, a small town in Northeast and Native American reservation. It borders our, uh, it's turned upside down when local legend and small town namesake Nathan Rutherford, played by Ed Helms, fights the moving of a historical statue. The comedy will also center around the two lifelong best friends, Nathan Rutherford and Reagan Wells, who find themselves at a crossroads, quite literally, when their sleepy town gets an unexpected wake-up call. And, um, yeah, I watched the first episode. I just didn't have time to watch the second episode. It's not that I hated this, but I just didn't have time to watch the second episode. Um, Jake, did you watch Rutherford Falls? Yeah, I watched the first three episodes. Wait, oh, wow. Jake, watching the first three, what did you think of Rutherford Falls? I liked it quite a lot. It was a high taste it for me. I, I it had a really fun ensemble cast of characters, and I thought the second and the third episodes were better than the first episode. I didn't think the first episode was terrible, but you know, sitcoms have a really hard time being knee like knee slapping funny in that first episode because you have so much setup and introduction to do. And yeah, by the second episode, I thought it was a lot a lot funnier. I, I like a lot of the themes in this show are, are really wild themes to do in like a half an hour sitcom format. And I, I think they juggle and handle those really well. Um, I love the cast of characters and the, like the guys that own the casino. And I really loved the Reagan character a lot. Who's like Ed Helms, like best buddy that, you know, went through a divorce and left the town. And yeah, I thought this was a lot of fun. I, I will watch the rest of this series. Joe, Rutherford Falls. Yeah, I'm right there with Jake. I watched all three episodes. I really, really liked it a lot. Uh, high tasted as, as well for me. Um, 
the the actress who played Reagan in this, I just I adore her. She was so good. I th- um I really hope that this ends up being a successful show for her and she can go on to do more stuff because she's so charming in this. Um, I'm not really the biggest Ed Helms fan, and so I really appreciated that as this went on, he um, you know he's he's kind of the main character of the show, but in a way, Reagan's kind of just as much as the main character. And and I enjoyed her so much. I enjoy uh, Terry, the guy who owns the casino. Um, mm-hmm. I really like him a lot. I don't if if they're setting him up to be the villain in this, then my priorities as a viewer are all fucked up because I'm a hundred percent on his side. I don't even know. Three episodes in, I don't even know a hundred percent what he's doing. <laughs> but I I feel like I care about him far more than I care about Ed Helms's character. Did they only release the first three, or did they drop them all? All ten. The are first. Out. Okay. Yeah, but the first three you can watch for free. Um, you need to have um, Peacock, uh, Peacock Premium, Premium mm. to watch the other ones. I have Peacock Premium, so I, I might well. be begging. I might be begging a login from you off that just to finish this because I mean, yeah. When when I was done with those first three episodes, I was like, I got online and was trying to find a summary, being like. I have to find out what happens here, but I, I don't know if I want to get Peacock Premium. I'll, I'll hook you up. I, I'll hook you up because I had to. I had to watch that Saved by the Bell and, and the the Punky Brewster thing. I was just like, I gotta watch those. So that's why yeah, I it, com- it comes free with our Xfinity Internet, so we get to hook up on it for free over here. Oh, I, I, nice. I wonder if I could do that. I've got an Xfinity Internet. It's free with Xfinity. You I thought you had to have. have I thought you had to use their Flex device in order to get it. Oh no, we have the basic bare bones we don't even have cable we just have blast internet that's what i have for, yeah you should get it for free oh i got there they sent me that flex device in the mail i just haven't even hooked the fucker up yet so i don't even know what that is it's like their version of roku it's like a oh. box that you hook up yeah and it supposedly comes with free peacock what'd you think about rutherford falls stephanie I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I give it a high taste it. Um, I think one of my favorite parts so far, I've only gotten through the first two episodes, is when Ed Helms' character definitely steps in it at the end of the first episode. Um, as he kind of just goes on this rant. Talking yeah, about it's, it, it's basically like the same scene that we saw John Walker in uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier when he fucking yes. kills dude at the end. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's great. Um the Reagan character, I'm already like slightly obsessed with her. I think she's great. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's cool. Actually, I like his, um, I like Ed Helms, his like, assi- like his assistant, the Bobby, I think is. Or, oh, Bobby. yeah. 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 Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I think it's great. I think the premise is, is fairly interesting. I agree with Joe. I think the Terry character. I think, I think they're, they're, it seems like they may be trying to make him the villain, but it's going to be hard to because you could, you obviously side with him for obvious reasons. And so I'm really, I'm invested. I'm going to try and watch as much of this as I can. Yeah. I liked it too. I'll give it a high taste as well. I enjoyed this. I, 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 uh, I thought Ed Helms was, was pretty good, uh, in parts. Uh, I think Reagan Wells, the character of Reagan Wells is fantastic played by what's her name? Jana Schmeeding. I, I, I liked Reagan quite a bit. I only watched the first episode and it's not because I didn't like, uh, I didn't watch, it's not like I didn't watch the rest of them because I didn't like it. It's just I pressed for time. I just had a super busy week. 
but uh, I liked it quite a bit. And Dustin Milligan from Schitt's Creek is in this. He appears in future episodes. So I like him. So I'm definitely going to be watching the rest of this series. Yeah, Joe, I'll hook you up. Which character is he? He's got like a beard. Is he the the reporter? Jake, he, he wasn't in the first episode, so I don't know who he plays. I just saw him in like the coming, you know, in the future episode scenes at the end of the first episode. Okay, yeah, his character is really fun. I really enjoyed his character's introduction yeah. and what they may do with his character in the future. Yeah. yeah. I really I, liked I, when Reagan a... describes him as centaur hot. That was hilarious. <laughs> that fucking made me laugh out loud. <laughs> there was a moment in the first episode where I thought the twist was going to be Ed Holmes was a fucking white supremacist. But I was like, oh my god, <laughs> is this show getting ready to go there? <laughs> but it's a it's a hard, I, like, just what you're saying with, like, how can they make Terry the bad guy? Like Ed Helms is a, a really complicated character in this show in a lot of ways. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's not a character that's easy to cheer for, laugh at or root for. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of think that's really bold. Agreed. Like his brother is his brother's name does. Yeah. Mm, I forget what his brother's name was. I think that's was, what he calls him anyway. Yeah, it does. Like he finds out some information at the end of the first episode and I haven't gotten any farther, so I don't know what he found out. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll probably continue this one. Yeah, it's it's easy watching. It's just a nice show, you know, 25, 30 minutes, and you can watch an episode or two each night, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh my god, we gotta wrap this up. I am fucking drunk as shit, and oh my god. I'm not even... Are you serious? Yeah, dude. I don't know. It's it like catching... Like it. dude, yeah, I asked like, why I asked if you were serious. It's because I'm super like tired, and I've been drinking a lot. This is fucked up. Oh my god. Mm. Let's jump into news. I gotta wrap this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> news. Yeah, it's gangster as fuck. We get it. Um, <laughs> Brian is sleepy as fuck. Yo. I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy and drunk as fuck, yo. It's like, like, what the fuck? This is catching up with me. Like, this never happens. This is totally happening. I need to drink more. That's what I'm going to do. Here we go. Mm. That's the plan. <laughs> That'll help. That'll help. Um, news this week. Uh, did you guys hear about products, product placement and classic movies? Netflix is open to it. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, BBC.com reported this week. I actually heard about this on the radio. So then I looked it up. Um, a- anyway, items can be digitally added to almost any movie or TV show. For example, advertisers could put new labels on the champagne bottles in Rick's cafe in Casablanca. Add different background neon advertising signs to Ocean's Eleven or get Charlie Chaplin to promote a fizzy drink. And then then a few weeks, months, or years later, the added products could easily be switched to different brands. One of the firms that has developed the ability to do this UK advertising business, business Myriad. Its technology is now being used by a Chinese video streaming website and the makers of hit US TV show Modern Family have also tried it out. Myriad's chief executive Stephen Beringer expects such digital digital product placement to become widespread. His firm came up with the process after previously making movie special effects. 
We started out working in movies, he says. Our chief scientist, Philip McLaughlin, with his team came up with the technology that won an Academy Award for the film Black Swan. The technology can read an image. It understands the depth, the motion, the fabric, anything. So you can introduce new images that basically the human eye does not realize has been done after the fact, after the production. Basically, what this technology does, let me just kind of like explain this, is they can insert product placement signs in backgrounds or if someone is eating something or drinking something, they can put product placement, new product placement into old movies. And then after the product placement uh, agreement, you know, the time lapses, then they can change it and it can be new product placement for a new product. And Netflix is open to this idea. Yeah. That's fucking scary. I, I don't like this at all. Um, just even from like a trivia standpoint, like it's fun to like know like, you know, what kind of soda was Marty McFly drinking in Back to the Future or whatever, you know, like it, tab. Just, yeah. The idea of them being able to change whatever they want. And like, I don't know. I just feel like I, I, I hate when they change movies at all to begin with. Like I'm not a big director's cut guy or unrated version guy. Like, I, I believe it just like in the power of this is your final product. You, you can't change it anymore. You know, you have to put, put away the eraser. And that kind of aspect of it scares me almost just as much as like them shoving these advertisements down my throat. Like, I, yuck. I hate every aspect of this. Joe. Dude, I feel totally the same. I, I think it's just gross. Um, I, I understand that that for us as consumers, you know, TV and, and movies and stuff is purely entertainment. But on the other side of that, the people that are making these are doing it as a business venture and they need to make money. And one of the things they do to make money is product placement and advertisement and stuff. But when you start talking about going in and, and changing things that are already there and and just doing it like it's a, a billboard on the side of the road, I mean, it's it, it's gross. It's. I, I don't like it. And and if this is the direction that they feel like they need to do in or they need to go in just so they can continue to make movies and shit, then they, they, uh, they need to find a different way because this is I, – I, I think gross is just the best way to describe Hold it. Hold on, Joe. Let me throw this out there to you. Um, so Netflix is presented with, well, we can do this. We can – Put product placement in Casablanca. And how many times are you going to watch Casablanca on Netflix, Joe? That I mean, zero me. Okay. <laughs> I honestly, like, I think Casablanca is a fantastic movie. How many times have I watched Casablanca in my lifetime? Maybe, I probably twice, honestly. I don't think I've watched it more than twice. I think Casablanca is a great movie. Um, but I've watched it twice <laughs> in all of my years on this, on, on the earth. So they're going to add product placement into that movie. They're going to add new product placement into, let's say, like, you know, like what other movies that they have? Like, let's say Weird Science, they add, like, newer product placement into that. So, like, a character's drinking, like, Pepsi in the movie, and now they're going to drink Dr. Pepper or, or a new kind of Pepsi, you know? Um, Pepsi with mango. Yeah, the new Pepsi with mango, which is actually pretty good. I actually fucking. Oh, it's ha- delicious. Yeah, I have. Oh God, the Dr Pepper cream soda zero is amazing. 
I just tried that today. It was very good. I fucking, I've bought, I'm on my second 12 pack of that shit, Jake. It's really good. So like, let's say they start doing that. They start doing that in these movies. Like, so now you've got Gary and Wyatt and they're drinking like a Dr. Pepper cream soda. Um, so you're watching movies like that and you know, um, yeah, fucking uh, Kevin McAllister is drinking. Is that his name? Yeah, mm-hmm. Kevin McAllister in Home Alone is drinking like the Pepsi Mango instead of like the reg- like the regular Pepsi that he's drinking in that movie. And instead of eating like the what were those Gator crunchy chips that he was eating, he's eating some kind of like new chip that we have now, you know, and. They do that. They start doing this, this product placement in these movies. And instead of raising your Netflix subscription from whatever it's at now, let's say it's at $12.99 or $14.99 or $17.99, instead of raising it to $19.99 to have four people on the service or $14.99 to have three per people on the service or, you know, $13.99 to have just one fucking login code to Netflix instead of raising the rates and they just do shit like this on some of these movies. Is it okay then? No, I still say no, because a movie, a movie is a snapshot in time. Like when I go back and, and watch home alone and and I see Kevin McAllister drinking a Pepsi, I'm like, Oh wow. Look at how weird Pepsi cans used to look. Yeah. You know, shit like that, or or like when you read an old comic book and you look at an old ad in there. You know, it's it's a snapshot of that time. And so, if you're watching some old, like with Casablanca, it'd be even fucking weirder. And then all of a sudden, somebody's going to be like eating or drinking something where you're like, okay, they definitely didn't have that. You know, a hundred years ago or whenever that movie takes place. It, uh, dude, that's that's weird, man. I don't, I don't know. It, Stephanie, talk to me. Are you willing to pay more for a Netflix subscription or are you happy that Kevin McAllister isn't eating <laughs> crunch taters, but instead he's eating a bag of sour cream Frito Lays? For, uh, like, like, I don't know. Like the, I, what's the, you know, talk to me. What do you think? I think, yeah, I, gr- I think gross is the right word. And when you mentioned Netflix being able to do it, and that it would reduce subscription costs or prices for it. And I'm not even saying like that's the deal here, but like, of course it's going to be a new stream of revenue for Netflix if they did do it. So I think that it could curb kind of like price hikes because we've seen price hikes with Netflix. Yeah. But I guess my concern is that it wouldn't stop there. It wouldn't stop with Netflix. And next thing you know, another service would do it or somebody, and next thing you know, it's going to be the norm to kind of erase those bits of, those details from these movies that are snapshots in time and like yeah. a movie like Casablanca that is a classic we don't I mean we think of Home Alone as a classic classic but in another 50 years it may truly be a classic or another movie like Titanic or something mm-hmm. and so if they're going to start doing it then it really kind of erases what makes that movie a product of its time and 
I think it's just, for me, it's not worth the grab. There's so many opportunities with all of the new properties and shows and streaming services that are coming out now. You can place all of the products you want in all of those. Why I don't show why you have to mess with these classics and these older movies just to add it in in another place. I don't quite understand that. Let me throw this out to you. I'm a, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a, I was playing devil's advocate, but I'm in complete agreement with you guys. Why don't they just do what Hulu has been doing or, or was doing? I don't know if they're doing it currently, but like, once you hit pause on Hulu, you'll see an ad for like Charmin or you'll see an ad for Pepsi or whatever. It's when you That's hit. That's not as egregious, but I, I actually hate that too. I, I've run into issues with that. In fact, just this week where I wanted to hit pause to look at something better or to, or to read something on a letter that I couldn't see in time. Mm. And then it's like, fuck, now there's a fucking Colgate ad on my screen. What the fuck? Jake's like, fuck now. God damn it. Now I want to, I, I want to fucking eat those Frito-Lay chips. <laughs> that was like some... it's, it was like a no-win situation either. I forget what show it was, but it was yeah. like yeah. when I was paused, I had the Colgate ad. And when I sure. paused to see what it said, I had all the fucking like Hulu shit on the bottom of the screen blocking where I wanted to read. So it was like a no fucking win. It was like, fuck. What I love it, like Amazon, when you hit pause on that, you just get to see like the actors that are in the scene. And I like that. I like that a lot yeah. too. I think it's, sometimes I'll just put it up and watch the actors flip around. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, especially with animated properties. Like with Invincible, it's been fantastic. It has because like, who's voicing this character? It's like, oh mm-hmm. shit, that's, you know, that's Mark Hamill. Oh wow. Thank you. That's fucking cool. Um, I hate this idea too. I hate it. But on the flip side, like I can understand why these streaming services would want to kind of like maybe get into this and, you know, yeah, because Netflix is so struggling. No, well, yeah. th- there, here's the thing. It's like Netflix is like, they're putting so much money out there. They want to make some of it back though, Jake. Like, it's not like Netflix is making a huge profit right now. This is all. They're in debt, dude. Yeah, I would prefer commercial breaks over this. Yeah. I can't, that's one thing I kind of like about Netflix is like no commercials. That's what I like about HBO is like no commercials. Yeah, I, I paid for the longest time I paid the, the lower amount for Hulu mm-hmm. and dealt with the commercials. And then when I finally said fuck it and, and paid the extra premium to get it with no commercials, I was, I was like, there's no going back. I'm just stuck paying this. I, I am the hog. <laughs> See, I fucking, I still do like the low tier Hulu because like that's when I hop on my phone. It's services like Crackle that are free that have advertisements that I hate because they will fucking like a character will be in the middle of a sentence and they'll fucking pause for a commercial break. You're like, what oh, the fuck? Crazy. Oh my nuts during that plane with power. Same, same. It does suck. It does suck. So I don't know, Netflix. I think that you need to abandon this idea because honestly you are, you're fucking with like the original vision and like was Stephanie, was it you saying, or, or was it Joe who was saying like, when you watch these old shows, like that's part of like, yeah, it was Joe. You were saying like, Oh yeah, that's the old Pepsi can. Yeah. You know, like, oh, that Kevin McAllister is eating crunch taters and like they don't even make those anymore. And, you know, that's part of the fun of like watching those old, sh- you know, movies and shows and seeing like what the old bags look like from these potato chips or what the old cans look like from sodas and stuff. And yeah, 
Uh, like the beginning of uh, Princess Bride with young Fred Savage in his room and looking at like you know the old soda cans and bags of chips and stuff that yeah. are in his room and it's like damn you know I haven't I totally forgot Pepsi cans used to look like that right know? yeah yeah I don't know, bags are always weird to see old ones <laughs> yeah well especially with like the the like yeah because they're like they're very white and kind of orange yeah yeah um. What was I going to say? Oh, there's probably some asshole in a boardroom somewhere telling him, well, you guys are leaving money on the table if you don't do this. Yeah. Oh, this is a fantastic stream of revenue. <laughs> 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 like, 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 dude, why do you talk like that, bro? Who hired this guy? <laughs> and then the guy that hired him talks like, oh. the guy that hired him talks the exact same way. <laughs> Larry's got a lot of fucking <laughs> here, guys. <laughs> uh what do you guys think about this news? I got this from Dark Horizons. Vin Diesel is set to star and produce a live action feature based on the classic tabletop boxing game Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> Didn't Hugh Jackman already make this movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that all this week. Real Steel is like the original Rock'em Sock. Isn't it? Well, so there's not room for two, Jake? You can't have another one with Vin Diesel? I mean, I didn't like Real Steel, so. <laughs> Dude, I, everything I've never, I've never seen Real Steel, but everything I've heard about Real Steel is like it's an amazing movie. I've heard everybody just say Real Steel's great. I didn't know there was that much love for Real Steel. I didn't realize it was cult classic status already. Uh, Jake, um, I, honestly, I think you're wrong. I do. There's a there is a lot of love for Real Steel. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I'm just not tapped into into that into that scene at all. Um, I don't know. It could be cool. I mean, big robots beating the shit out of each other. I mean, always has a potential to be enjoyable. <laughs> Enter Michael Bay Transformers. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it, dude. If it's Vin Diesel and and robots, I'll I'll fucking watch this movie. Fuck yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah, green light. Let's make it. <laughs> Go ahead. Seventy. Really fun. Just turn your brain off. Movie. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I don't, I'm not upset with this. It's not like it's, and it's not like, it's not, who's like, who's like a diehard Rock'em Sock'em Robots fan that's gonna be Oh, like, they raped my childhood. Yeah. You guys, you guys <laughs> fuck this up. It's not how I remember playing this when I was a child. How dare you? One's red, one's blue. What the fuck? How do what you fuck f- that up? You fucking put a purple one in here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember no purple robot. <laughs> that kind of makes me think of the the different movie posters they had for you know the different children's games. Like they had one for like shoots and ladders and yeah, you know, they made hungry, hungry like, hippos. The movie, yeah, that was yeah, a yeah. thing that was going to happen, Jake. You remember after after <laughs> Battleship came out, they were talking about making a Hungry Hungry Hippos movie. Yeah, whatever happened to my Tetris movie? Whatever happened to the Tetris movie? What happened to the Hungry Hungry Hippos movie? I mean, and, you know, like, okay, let's offset some of the costs. Let's put some product placement in these movies as well. Right? Let's have a, I want a Pepsi robot fighting a Coca-Cola robot. I'd be into that. Oh my God. Do you remember Bronson Pinchot as like the, what was it? The Pepsi challenge, the taste it challenge. 
Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bronson. Joe, you probably don't remember that. You were probably too young. I remember the Pepsi Challenge. Who yeah. was Bronson Pinchot? Oh, my He's God. Balky. Balky. That's what I thought. I was going to say, was that Balky? Yeah. He did all the commercials for, like, the Pepsi Challenge. Yeah, I don't remember the commercials with him in him. I mean, I remember Balky for sure, but. Yeah. Loved him in True Romance. Oh, he was yeah, great in True hilarious. Romance. Yeah. With all the cocaine at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that scene so much. Oh, Jake, you know what movie? I, dude, I was talking on Scenic Cast like off air when we were just chatting. I was talking to Kevin Shanks and and Kova, and we were talking about movies that you want to watch, but you can't stream them anywhere. It's like it's like a moment when you're like, oh, I want to watch this movie right now. So you go to check and see like where you can stream it, and it's not available to stream anywhere. Have you ever been in that situation? Oh yeah, I can't think of a specific. Movie, I can. But... I'll, I'll I'll name a few here in a moment, but yeah. You, so you've been in that situation though. Oh, for sure, for sure. One of my all-time favorite Sam Raimi movies is Crime Wave, and other than the VHS that I still have in a box somewhere, I've never found a way to watch it. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. For me, it was recently. It's been a, a, a few movies. Um, I was like, man, you know what movie I haven't seen in a long time is 200 cigarettes and it's got ben affleck jay moore uh very young paul rudd courtney love christina ricci it's a really fun movie and i was like man i want to watch 200 cigarettes let me see where that's streaming oh it's not streaming anywhere okay okay fuck it i'll buy it on blu-ray never been printed on blu-ray oh okay let me see what it's going for on dvd go to Amazon to buy it on DVD. It's out of print. OOP out of print. And so what happens when something is OOP out of print? They raise the price. They jack the price of that DVD up to buy 200 cigarettes. You're almost paying $200, Jake. It's like maybe $150 to buy it. You might be able to get it that cheap. Same thing goes for dogma, which is actually owned by the Weinstein brothers. The Weinsteins own that movie, so you can't buy that on, like, it's out of production on Blu-ray. You can buy it cheap on DVD, but if you want to buy it on Blu-ray, you're paying probably 90 bucks for Dogma on eBay to watch that movie. Damn, that's crazy. I never would have guessed that movie. Same thing for Best of the Best 2. If you want to watch Best of the Best, you can watch it on, I think it's like on Stars. You can watch it on Stars. But Best of the Best 2... You cannot stream it anywhere. You can't go to Amazon and stream it. You can't stream it anywhere. And to buy it on Blu-ray, you're gonna be, you're gonna spend money, uh, big bucks on it. So it's like there's all these movies. Uh, uh, pump up the volume. Can't find it anywhere, Jake. Can't find it. I love Christian Slater. Love pump up the volume. Can't watch it. Yeah, that's shitty. That's not even available to like buy on iTunes or anything. I'm ch- I'm gonna check it right now on that one. That's yeah, one I I'm looking checked. right now too. Yeah. No, it's not available on iTunes. Yep. Yeah, I'm on eBay right now looking at 200 cigarettes. Holy shit, man. Yeah. yeah. You want to watch... used DVD, it looks like the best deal you can find is around 50 bucks. 50 bucks for a used DVD. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You should have bought that the same day you bought your thumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> brand new is $320. <laughs> yeah, no shit, Jake. Oh, my God. Is that, how many times have I watched that fucking thumb shit? 
I probably, I've probably stuck my thumb up my ass more times than I've watched that before. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I will take a picture of my thumb DVDs and throw them up on our Facebook. I and swear I've seen that before. I like I the covers like in my head. I guarantee you might have even seen it like here at my house. Okay. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a dumb fucking thing. Let's jump into Marvel news. Shall we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> I changed my mind. You sound drunk now. <laughs> I, uh, dude, I'm telling you. Oh, God, when do I say it? Get there already. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Marvel news. Oh my god, I've had I've had sexual encounters that fucking were shorter than that fucking bumper. <laughs> my god, I think my virgi- I lost my virginity and it was half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shang-Chi, <laughs> Shang-Chi. Oh, man. Do you think they're going to make a Shang-Chi a pet? Uh, <laughs> probably. It seems like they are making lots of Chia pets off modern properties again. But would like they I've call it the, the would they would they call it the Shang-Chi a pet? I mean, you have to, I think. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> What'd you guys think about the Shang-Chi trailer? I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It looked really unique for a Marvel movie. It had a really unique color palette that I'm not used to seeing in a Marvel movie. Um, I thought both the two stars looked very charismatic in this trailer. I, I'm super excited. I thought it was a great trailer. This, my most anticipated movie of this year was Black Widow, and I think it just fucking flipped over to Shang-Chi. Jesus Christ, yeah, that trailer. I don't blame yeah. you. This seems, I've never seen a Marvel movie more up your alley than this one. This is, I'm all about Shang-Chi. I cannot fuck, I Tupperware the fuck out of this trailer. This looks, this looks incredible. Joe. Yeah, dude, huge Tupperware for me. I've watched this trailer countless times already. Um, I've been looking forward to this. For you know, in in really pinning my hopes on that it's going to have some real high quality martial arts action in it, you know, a la like what we get with the raid flicks and stuff like that. And and dude, this that trailer, it, dude, when when he's in that subway car and he punches those guys in the, both in the face and then jumps up and kicks them both at the face at the same time, oh yeah, <laughs> I got, I got yeah. some high hopes for what we're going to see with the fighting in this man in. I really hope we get that next level stuff, but man, I loved this trailer. Um, I, I love the, I'm, I am obsessed with whatever that song that they're playing in it is. I can't wait for this to come out because that's going to be on my Spotify on repeat. Can I make a prediction here? This, oh God. Actually, honestly, this is not even a, uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. This is dumb. This is going to make, this is going to, you know what? I'll fucking, this is going to make a ton fuck more money. Than Black Widow. Yeah, I mean, maybe just because of timing. Even it's hard. It's really hard to like make monetary comparisons in I know today's day and age. Well, like, I, I, as soon as I as soon as I like thought of that, I was like, why am I even saying this? But uh, hold on, let's say the world's it's, biggest market. This is going to do huge, probably. I honestly think like okay, let's say let's say let's say 
COVID never happened and these movies were going to be released in 2021 at the same respective times that they're being released now. You got Black Widow in July and Shang-Chi in September. Which one makes more? I think Shang-Chi does. Yeah, I agree, Shang-Chi. I really do. It's just like Black Panther, just like Captain Marvel. You're giving audiences something they've never seen before, or at least not very often or in a long time. I honestly think that it's the... I think it's that sleeper September hit. September is not known for big movies, Jake. It's coming out in September, right? Yeah. Like September 9th? Let me look this up. You know what I thought was really cool while you looked that up was I, I saw on Twitter that, you know, the scene where the knife is flying in the air and then he catches the knife? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was all practical. Wow. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, this comes out September 3rd. September is... September is like, that's where people dump bullshit. Theatrically. It used to to be August and then Guardians kind of changed the rule uh there and then it gets kind of shifted closer to September. It's September. That's where people dump like, like no, like big hit movies come out in September. And I feel like audiences, once September rolls around, I think like audiences, like when this comes out, they're going to be like, man. I really want to see a big movie. Like, yeah, the Shang-Chi, man. I think, I, I think this is going to do, I think this is going to be huge. I think Shang-Chi is going to be huge. And I know it's like got mixed reviews internationally. Like I know like China was like, like 50 50 when it came to this, like the reaction of the trailer, like they weren't a hundred percent sold on this, but I, th- I think, I still think this movie is going to be fucking huge. Stephanie, what'd you think about Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings teaser trailer? I thought it was great. I know nothing about um about the comic and so it for it was it's something completely different than i've than i would ever expect from a marvel movie and the fighting looks insanely good well let um, me so it, for that oh go ahead i'll say for that reason alone i'm i'm sold um but the trailer was top notch total top of the trailer if you know coming from if you Sorry. no, if you know nothing about the character of Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, if you know nothing about the character of Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, if you go to IMDb and you read their synopsis, it reads the movie based on Marvel Comics will focus on Shang Chi, the master of kung fu. I, that sums it up right there. <laughs> so informative. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, IMDb. I'm not even going to go now. I, I, in fact, I changed my mind. It's going to be a flop. You can just read the IMDb page. <laughs> They've given away the whole movie, in my opinion, Jay. Spoilers abound, right? Yeah, I'm done. Oh, man. I, I had so high hopes for this movie. And then I feel like that synopsis just kind of just spoiled the whole movie. For me. <laughs> yeah, I let the wind out of my fucking sails. Right. First there. off, they let me know that it's based on the Marvel comic. They let me know that yes, in fact, the movie is called Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ching Rings. But they let me know, in fact, that one hundred percent it will focus on Shang Chi. <laughs> and then confirmation that he is the master of kung fu. Which, come on, guys. Come on. Can we not have any fucking surprises? They give away too much in these trailers and in these synopsises. Can we not? God, they just give it all away. They give it all away, Joe. 
what if, what if can't help themselves? How lazy of a synopsis for IMDb to write that bullshit down. <laughs> oh yeah, that's crazy. Who the fuck is, like who's got a job over there? <laughs> Some motherfucker, you know what I mean? Some motherfucker probably on 420 watching that Sasquatch fucking documentary smoking a big fat doobie fucking wrote that shit. Typing with one hand. Typing with one fucking hand. <laughs> click, clack, click, 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 click. Only used one exclamation point. Send. Motherfucker. Squatching. I can't get over that word. Squatching. <laughs> I can't get over I can't get over Joe Juggin. <laughs> it's so exhausting. I love this. I love the Shang-Chi trailer. I cannot wait for September. I'm this yeah, this catapulted to number one of movies that I'm looking forward to in 2021. Like I, it was Black Widow for me because like there's so much mystery behind it and like the movie was supposed to come out last year. But man, as soon as I saw this trailer, I was like, this is the movie for me. I gotta watch this. I love martial arts films and for them to do this in a fucking, in a proper, proper Marvel movie. And I'm not talking about Iron Fist. On Netflix, like this is a fucking like Kevin Feige proper Marvel film. I cannot wait for this fucking movie. It looks incredible. Yeah, agreed, man. I mean, oh, oh man, I really hope we get that next that next level martial arts choreography in this. And you know, from what they've showed us in the trailer, I I think I think we can go into this with high hopes and and not have them dashed. Yeah, man, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna fucking take that like crouching tiger hidden dragon fucking wire work and take it to the next level i really hope they do you know what i mean yeah dude speaking of that how cool were all those scenes where it was showing you know like in the past like the ancient battles and stuff oh that yeah. was awesome yeah yeah it looked gorgeous and just like the the whole look of it you know what i mean just looked amazing i can't wait to see i hope that's a lot of the movie <laughs> it looked so good <laughs> i i not very familiar. I haven't read any of the source material, but I started just doing a little bit of research on the characters, and I had no idea that the Ten Rings, that there was that much, like, history and stuff built into those, that each of those Ten Rings actually has a different function. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And so I thought that that was pretty cool. And, and then with, with some of the stuff it showed in the trailer where it almost looked like he was, like, water bending in that one part, and so it's going to be interesting to see the all the different powers that it gets displayed and do you think it'll be very comic accurate? I mean, it, some of those are some of those powers were kind of weird. I, I should have put them all in my notes, but some of those powers were just kind of whack. Um, I, I think it will be comic accurate. Maybe not exactly how the powers work, but I think for the most part, it it'll be it'll represent what each ring does in the comic. Yeah. It w- Did you hear anything about how? Uh, Fin Fang Foom is going to be in this and that they're thinking or there's like uh, uh, speculation that the rings being really large and being on the guy's forearms in this versus being on their fingers in the comics is going to be because, you know, those rings are actually large enough to fit Fin Fang Foom. Oh, fingers. my God. If we see a fucking live action Fin Fang Foom in this movie. Wild, right? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I hope so. Like, we thought the dragons in fucking Game of Thrones were incredible. Wait until you put some Marvel money behind that. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> oh, we thought you thought the dragon in fucking The Hobbit was awesome. Wait until you see f- what Marvel can fucking do with it. Yeah, Jesus. I got a lot of high hopes, man. Th- this is my most anticipated movie, also. 
I mean, yeah. it, it's for sure as far as the Marvel movies and stuff go. Yeah. Mine is still Suicide Squad. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a good one. Man, I love seeing that trailer. I've seen that trailer twice in the theater now. The newest trailer for the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, it's a great trailer. God. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, yeah, let's talk about Secret Invasion here, just the castings. I am, I don't know about you guys, but I'm shocked. I never thought that we'd hear a, a casting of uh, Olivia Coleman or Amelia Clark in a Secret Invasion series. This is happening. Yeah, I kind of just thought it would be characters we were already familiar with and there wouldn't be too many new actor castings in this show. I was yeah. pretty blown away by all this, too. Yeah, well, I mean, when, well, you think about like, uh, you know, WandaVision, they introduce Evan Peters, right? I mean, he's good. He's, he's a great actor, good actor, but he's not an Olivia Coleman, right? Even Evan Peters, though, is, is still just reaching into the well that already exists in a way. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, but Olivia Coleman, we're talking about like, you know, she's like, you know, she's just coming off of the father. She's huge. She's huge right now. Yeah. And she's yeah. in, she's in negotiations. She's probably going to be joining the Secret Invasion show. Amelia Clark also going to be joining the show. And they've already got the One Night in Miami star Kingsley Benadire in this as well. Probably going to be the villain in this one. But uh, which character did he play in Miami? Um, which? Uh, Sorry. Of course, he had to fucking uh, One Night in Miami. I got to look it up. Miami. Malcolm X, I think. Is that who he, he played? Was, he was Malcolm X. Yeah. Yeah, he played Malcolm X. And they think he's going to be the villain, probably, in Secret Invasion. Hmm. I wonder who that'll be. Just just scroll scroll A. I don't know. Yeah, we're probably going to get into Because we've only seen good scrolls so far, so we're probably going to get the villainous scrolls, right? Yeah, and Mendelssohn's returning for this project too, right? Yeah, Ben Mendelssohn's coming back. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, final thing I wanted to talk about. This is this is kind of big news. Russell Crowe confirms who he's playing in uh, Thor Love and Thunder. This is uh, from comicbook.com. He's playing Zeus. He confirmed it. Uh, he, ta- he said, uh, uh, it's for Thor. It's my last day of Zeusing. About and I'm going to enjoy it. So is that like jugging? It's like it is like jugging. <laughs> Zeusing is a little bit like jugging. When you jugging adjacent, it's jugging adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> you said, Joe. You just said that like we would know what the fuck jugging is. I know. I, I, it's it's a it's it's not a good habit. You fuck you you you. you <laughs> Dude, I did a Starcast episode years ago where I had one of my climbing friends on, and I had people message me being like, "This is unlistenable. You guys are speaking a different language." And I'm like, "Duly noted." <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised by this news that. Crow was Zeus. I, I kind of agreed with the rest of you guys that he was just going to be another one of these characters right. in the uh, Matt Damon play right. scenario. Yeah. So knowing that he's actually going to play a, a big character like this, well, I was pretty surprised. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think he's doing as Zeus? 
you know, hanging out with thunderclouds, <laughs> having sex with mortal women. I hope I hope when they introduce him, we get to hear ACDC's Thunderstruck. <laughs> You've been Thunderstruck! And it's like, it's whoa. Possible. And, the, and he's jugging as this is going on. I don't know. Fucking, I'm ready to, I am ready to end this episode. I'm so fucking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever noticed it as much as I have. Ever since I said you don't sound drunk, you've sounded just progressive. I'm just, see, I'm right? just so fucking out of it this episode. I'm so fucking done. I meant it when I said it. I was like, wow, I'm surprised. You sound perfectly fine. And then it's just been like, no. you felt on the well since then. It's a, it's a rapid decline, bro. it's crazy like usually i'm like usually i'm high energy on this fucking thing it's a hard thing to keep that up man it's it's caught up with me exactly exactly like it's like yeah like you you start a car and like you know it's like winter time and it's like you got an older (laughs) car and it's like you try to start that thing is that's me right now dude you just don't want to turn over. I don't want to turn over. It's like me and you on our eight year. I don't want to turn over for you. <laughs> <laughs> I still got the jokes. It may be low energy delivery. But the material's still there. <laughs> oh man. I feel so bad. It has, it's nothing to do with Stephanie or Joe. This is just like, this is just like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking tired. Right? I think, it, I, you know what? When I am getting ready to go on a work vacation, mm-hmm. that's like the worst work week of the oh, year. Yeah. And maybe there's a little bit of that going on. There's you like, know you're all- I'm off next week. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I've already, I'm, it's like, it's like, it's like summer vacation. Like I'm checked out for the day. Yeah, this is the longest episode of the year. Yeah. Once you get yeah. through it, you know yeah. you got a whole week off to right. watch fucking Pluto TV and shit. So, so, <laughs> so I'm just like, you know what I'm going to do for our eight year anniversary? I'm just going to half ass it through this news. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's. <laughs> You know what I think? Hey, that'll be the icing on the cake for our listeners this week. I'm just going to half-ass it for them. You know? (laughs) That'll work, because then instead of being disappointed that there's no new episode next week, they won't even be looking for it. They'll be like, oh my god, thank god. I don't have to (laughs) listen to this guy half-ass jugging through this episode. Like, you know... (laughs) At least you can't half ass jug and you'll die. Dude, you can't yeah. You don't, oh, 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 oh. Don't even get me started on people that half ass jugged. You can you wanna you wanna see half ass juggers, they're fucking frozen on top of Mount Everest. You can see them there. Either that or they're splatted at the bottom. That's true, Jake. Yeah. Speaking of splatting on my bottom, eight years. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> I like it when you splat on my bottom. Um, <laughs> splat on my bottom. DC news. 
DC news, and we're going to wrap this shit up. Last night, Batman destroyed... Yeah, he fucked up your pussy. We get it. (laughs) (laughs) Last night, blah, 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 my pussy's destroyed. Alright. News from the rap. uh, Michael Keaton really is playing Batman in The Flash. So apparently it's happening. He is... uh, the rapper's uh, first exclusive report reported that Keaton was in talks to return to the role of Batman after nearly 30 years to appear alongside Ezra Miller and Warner Brothers The Flash. But Keaton set the fandom on fire last month when he hinted in an interview with Deadline that he might not do The Flash because of his concerns about COVID. And um, now uh, we're finding out that uh, he indeed will be returning uh, to the role, so he's uh, he's gonna be playing uh, playing Batman again. It's happening. I'm yes. excited. I we got really upset when we heard the reports that he may not do it because of safety concerns. I mean, yeah. It was understandable, yes, but it's, it was still upsetting. So I'm glad that he's gonna be in the movie. Yeah, a hundred percent, dude. And and I remember at the time when 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 we discussed that, I think I was on on that episode. You were. Yeah, it was. It was even like. Like yes, I know. Understand, COVID is is still a thing, but now with the, you know, the availability of the vaccine and stuff yeah. like that, I guess at the time I wasn't sure what he was that concerned about. But I'm glad we don't have to worry about it anymore because those are the most exciting part of this new Flash movie is the thought of getting him back in that role. I think he was just trying to get a free vaccine out of this. <laughs> they are free though. <laughs> He didn't realize that though, Jay. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Keaton, you fucking moron. They're like, yeah, sure, we'll throw in a free vaccine for you. And he's like, score. Yeah, I did it. I did it. I tricked those fools. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking free, bro. Yeah, I'm excited, man. We haven't seen him since, uh, in the char- uh, as the character since 92. And, uh, what do you think, Stephanie? Oh no, I love it. He's um he's my favorite Batman. So to see him reprise the role in any way is gonna be exciting for me. So great news. Awesome. Yeah, I cannot fucking wait. Him and Affleck. Oh man. If we don't see those two motherfuckers throw down, it's got dude. They gotta throw down, right, Joe? Yeah. They have to. I, I asked Joe, Jake. I asked Joe, Jake. Sorry, it was like I was I, I, for a minute there. It was like I was a listener, not even on the podcast. I was giving I, I was giving Joe the floor to jug it, and then you jugged all over his uh, Joe. Yeah, would you, Joe? <laughs> okay, if if we get a movie where we get two cinematic Batman in it, and yeah. they don't have a misunderstanding at first and fight each other or something like that. Like, what a missed opportunity. Right. Because that would be incredible to see. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to go on for 20 minutes, but man, I, I'll take I'll take a fucking five-minute scene of those two throwing down. You bet your ass. Well, like, what if one throws a batarang and the other one just catches it? Yeah. And it looks at it like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, and then and then and then fucking and then nitpicks the shit out of their batter egg. Yeah, <laughs> why is this shaped like this? Yeah. 
Oh man, so much fun can be had in this movie. I mean, just for just for fans of like, and it, 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 what's cool about it though is you're gonna have you're gonna have like uh, you know uh, Gen Xers like us, Jake, going into this lit that are like full on fucking like yeah, fucking Keaton, yes. And then you're gonna have fucking like millennials and Gen Zers that are just like, oh fuck yeah, dude, Affleck. It's gonna be fun, dude. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun if 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 they could really have a lot of fun with this man with 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 two Batman in the same movie, man. This could be a, this could be a blast. And I really want to know, like, of course, I'm excited about having seeing Keaton again, where his Batman's at, what's what's up with his Batman. But I'm also like super excited to see, like, are they gonna move forward with his Batman? Are they gonna introduce a new Batman? Um, and I also want to see like what they're going to get rid of and what they're going to keep. I feel like that's what this flash movie is about. It's about kind of like resetting the timeline. Um, is this going to be where we say goodbye to Henry Cavill as Superman? Mm. I don't, I don't, I didn't think we were going to get a proper goodbye. Or are we just going to say gone? Just okay, so we're not we're not they're just done with Henry Cavill and we're just gonna move forward with the Supergirl. I mean that's what I kinda thought would happen. I I would rather have some form of a goodbye or a farewell, but I didn't know we were gonna get that much. No, I'm I'm not even saying like he's gonna show up in the movie, but I like if as far as a goodbye, like they introduced the possibility of a of a new Superman existing within this universe. I'm not saying that they're gonna cast him or show him or anything. It's just kinda oh, like I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean that's what the Flashpoint storyline is kinda used for is like explaining new actors, new timelines, new characters, new situations. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I could totally see that. Hmm. Yeah, that hmm. seems like the most likely way to do it. I mean, but as far as Cavill goes, I, I didn't think we'd ever see him again. Hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's just so much uncertainty with the studio. I mean, and it seems like he wants to do the role. I just wish that, like, if we are going to get more of him as Superman, I wish we could just get a Man of Steel too, right? And you know, just do something. Let let Henry Cavill actually be the character, and let's see how it's received then under a but, different director. Yeah, it, but I just, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't have very much confidence in the decisions that Warner Brothers makes when it comes to these comic book properties. I just don't think they. I think they've shown time and again they just properly don't know how to handle them. Mm-hmm. And the ones that they have that are good, I feel like, are just a happy accidents that work out well for us fans. Yep, 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 yep. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I do think that they – I think that Warner Brothers and every fan out there does have 100% faith, though, in the new Suicide Squad movie coming out. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's the perfect, you know, combination of property and director and filmmaker. Yeah, visionary. And, and, and the fact that it, it sounds like he had a good experience working with WB. And is that just because. Uh, were, were, did they actually not have their heads completely up their asses? And they're like, hey, let's not fuck with this guy. He's a golden goose. Yeah. He could be our golden goose if we give him a good experience. Yeah. And and it's like, but then at the, the same time, that 
if that is any sort of prevailing mentality, then it's like, I wish they would extend that to other comic book properties. Because if they are looking across the aisle and seeing the success that Marvel has and they're jealous of it, it's like, then quit getting in your own goddamn ways. Because <laughs> there's there's no reason for you guys to not be successful. You guys, like, honestly have characters that more people in the world have probably heard of. Well, maybe before the MCU was a thing for, for sure those those dc mm-hmm. characters were more popular and known worldwide and and for them to just i, don't know, I feel bad saying consistently fuck it up but it's damn near consistently fucking it up mm-hmm. it's 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 just a it's a bummer to me because i've always been a bigger dc fan than a marvel fan but Jay, uh dude, joe after this many years of mcu yeah whew. joe we should be on our second nightwing movie yeah yeah, how have we never gotten a Nightwing movie? Dude, I, that's what I, I – yeah, I, I don't get it, man. Like we should be on our second Nightwing movie. Like – And with the popularity of space adventures, how do we not have like several successful Green Lantern movies? Uh-huh. Uh, 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 yeah, they don't take chances at all. It's just not, yeah, it's yeah. – uh, it's so frustrating. As a DC fan, it's so frustrating to me. And Jake, can you imagine if they, if, if fucking, if, if Warner Brothers had the hindsight of Marvel Studios and what we could have been looking at with, no, let's say like, let's say that Warner Brothers had the hindsight of, of, of Marvel. Think about like what we could have had already. And I'm, and maybe this sounds silly to you, but like we could have, we could, we could be living in a world where Taika Waititi years ago released a Metal Men movie that just fucking blew up. Metal Men. Yeah, it's just any of those obscure. DC has yeah. so many obscure characters, yeah. and there's so many ways to go. But they're just afraid that if it's not Batman adjacent, that they're worried that it's going to be a flop, or they just won't do it. Right, right. No, you're absolutely right, man. It's like it's like, it's like fucking Marvel. They were like, fuck it. We'll give this guy James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, dude, there's nobody. There's nobody that doesn't know who the fuck Rocket and Groot are now. Yeah. It's crazy. They're pop culture mainstays at this point. Yeah. 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 Man. Why do you think, given that Marvel's taking these characters that were not household names and made them so, now that DC knows that that's possible, why don't you think they're doing it even still? Be- I think that they put the cart before the horse and they were, they started off with, they started off with Zack Snyder who they thought were gonna, was gonna usher this all in for them and they lost faith in the guy that they thought that could do all this and then, then they panicked. They got rid of him. Then they panicked even more. And saw what Marvel was doing with the Avengers and how big that was. And they were like, you know what? We got to get a Justice League movie out there and we got to get it out there now. And, um, and then they got rid of Snyder on the project and, and brought in Whedon, who, I mean, basically, you know, Whedon was like the driving force of like why the Avengers was so great. So they were like, oh, we'll just have fucking Whedon do our movie. The, and then, you know, but Whedon was like trying to Frankenstein this movie that, that he didn't even start with, which I don't even think, I don't, 
you can't mix those two styles. You can't mix a Joss Whedon with a Zack Snyder. You can't give Joss Whedon parts of Zack Snyder's movie and then expect Joss Whedon to make something good out of... Am I making sense? Like, it just doesn't... Well, yeah, dude. Well, and especially a Zack Snyder movie that was meant to be four hours long. Mm -hmm. And now it's, hey, take this thing that's completely, you know, your anti-style and make it half as long and still a good movie. I think Warner Brothers is... Stephanie, I think Warner Brothers is so reactionary. Like, they just didn't stick to their guns. Like, they... They they saw what everybody else was doing, like what Marvel was doing, and they wanted to like replicate that, but they'd already started things so differently, and you can't replicate what Marvel's doing when you didn't start it the way that Marvel did. Marvel was playing the long game. Marvel was like, we're going to give you all these different movies, like individual superhero movies, and we're going to lead up to this big thing, and it was like... Man, fucking DC just like they, they put out Man of Steel, which was divisive. They put out, um, uh, Suicide Squad, which most people hated. Um, I mean, and they, they, what other movies did they have out before, before they kicked off Justice League, Jake? Did they, did they? Not a lot. That's the problem. It, it wasn't much. It was like Man of Steel, BVS, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Madison. Wonder Woman one. I mean, that's that was it. Was Wonder Woman one even out yet? Had it I been? I feel out? like it was. Yes. No. Okay. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But we hadn't like got four movies. We hadn't got like uh, you know if we're talking about like the, the Justice League, we hadn't gotten a, a Flash movie. We hadn't gotten like a solo no Aquaman. No Aquaman yet. We hadn't gotten a solo Batman film. Um. I mean, we, you know, like, basically, like, in that Justice League movie, we're getting pretty much our first, like, introductions, really, to, to Ezra Miller's The Flash, Cyborg, and, like, when you watch that movie, it's like, man, I didn't connect with those characters until I fucking watched the four-hour Snyder Cut, then I understood, like, why I enjoyed Cyborg, uh, why, why I, how I could enjoy Cyborg. I don't know. I just don't think Warner Brothers had... They didn't have a visionary in there, like, and we all know it. We, they didn't have a Kevin Feige. That's what it really, I think that's really what it comes down to. A guy that's playing the long game that really understood these characters that was a fan of this. Like, and, and you know, Kevin Feige was like, he was kind of like, he was working with Fox and those Marvel movies over at Fox, Jake. You know, like, but he was behind guys like Singer. And, you know, like, and it doesn't, I think he saw the mistakes that they were making over there, man. He's like, you know what? If I was in charge of this shit, I could do it so much better. And then he got his, he got his fucking chance. And I think like, I just think that the regime that they have over there at Warner brothers is just a bunch of guys that just don't fucking get it. They, they just, they don't, they don't see that if you get people in there that actually care about these characters that care about that, they care, that care about story that care about the comics and care about story. They just see like what money is to be made. Yeah. They're so concerned about box office return. Yeah. Each picture right then and right there. 
they don't understand that if you care about story and you care about you care about character that like that's going to that's going to bring the fans that's going to be your box office return like it'll pay off like if you get people in there that care about this shit and i think that you know we're seeing that and what's crazy jake is like I, we're going to see that with james gunn with this suicide squad movie like i i like if i Remember what James Gunn said, like, if he didn't do Guardians of the Galaxy, what other property he would want to do for Marvel was the Thunderbolts? Mm-hmm. And look at what he's doing now. He's doing the Suicide Squad, which is pretty much kind of like, not 100%, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like DC's version of the Thunderbolts. I agree. It's, it's very similar. A team of it's, bad guys. Yeah, it's a team of bad guys doing good things. Forced, they're being forced to do good things, to take time off the record. But, I just don't, man, I just, I don't think, you're not gonna, DC is just a clusterfuck right now. And, I mean, it's a crapshoot over there. You don't know if you're gonna get the next, you don't know, you don't know what you're gonna get from that one movie to the next. Like, the only sure thing I think they have over there right now, in my opinion, is, is fucking the Suicide Squad. Like, I'm hoping that the Black Adam movie is amazing, cause I love The Rock. I love The Rock. I think the guy's fucking amazing. I hope it's good. I don't know if it's going to be good, though. We don't know until it fucking comes out. Yeah, it takes more than just The Rock. I mean, I love The Rock, too. But yeah. he, it's, he can't carry the whole thing on his back. Like, he, he, there needs to be good writing and good direction. I mean, it'll have a... It'll have a great first weekend, Jake. But, like, whether it has, oh, no like... no matter what. Yeah, yeah. It'll have a great first weekend. But, man, is it going to have, like... Is it going to have, you know the legs of an Iron Man movie we won't know until we find out and until it comes out you know that's the, you know like you know you can tell a really good movie if, when it doesn't have a huge drop off in it's second weekend oh yeah sometimes I mean even crazier things can happen where the movie will actually have a, a gain on yeah. the second week yeah cause like everybody's like oh my god you gotta go see this and more people come out to go see it yeah I don't know. Shit's fucked over. Shit's fucked up over at Warner Brothers. Um, to the point where they fucking, just the fact that the Snyder Cut came out is proof enough that shit's fucked up over there. Yeah, right. (laughs) If they had a completely working, cohesive universe, they wouldn't want that to see the light of day. Right. Yeah. That is all I got this week, guys. Oh my god, thank god. It's over. You excited for a week off? <laughs> I can't wait, dude. Oh my god, I can't wait. Oh yeah, I bet. I, bet. No. I was sick as fuck last Saturday, but it was so nice <laughs> just to be a lazy bum and watch some lame ass TV. I know, seriously, I love doing this show. I love doing it. I don't want anybody to freak out and think that I'm done doing it, but it is going to be nice to just have like a, just like a week off to just kind of like recharge the battery again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You should do that at least a couple times a year in my opinion. Yeah. 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 This is like that one time. I need to do it this one time and I might do it like another time later on in the year. But man, I just need to recharge this battery. And it, and it helps me come, like I'll come back like two weeks refreshed and I'll be like, oh, I'm ready to record PCL again. Excited to come in and record PCL. And it's not like I'm not excited to come in and talk to people. And people are like, man, you, 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 all you do is talk. <laughs> okay. All right. all right. There's a lot. There, there's there's a lot more that goes into it. There's a lot more that goes into it than that. 
um, than me just getting on here talking. I have to, I have to watch all this stuff. I have to form opinions on all this stuff. I have to write notes. I have to do all this stuff. And then it doesn't leave, like when I'm watching all this new stuff, Jake, it doesn't leave time for me to like watch all the other stuff that I want to catch up on. You know, it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's tough, especially when like shows do a week by week format. It's yeah. like, oh, I love that. I'm going to watch the, the next week's episode. Oh, but I have these eight other brand new things that I have to watch next week. Uh-huh. And then shit just falls by the wayside. I haven't been able to cut, catch up on the circle. I'm two episodes behind on, uh, for all mankind. J- uh, Joe, I haven't watched the new episode of Invincible. Um, oh, I mean, these are these the penultimate episode that just dropped too. Yeah, these are things that like I want to catch up on in the meantime, man. It's like so this week off. Um, of course, I feel I always feel bad when I, I can't put out a new episode of PCL for like people that are diehard, you know, fans and listeners and shit. Um, I always feel bad uh, that I can't put out an episode for you and that we won't be there for you. But I always like to give people, I, when I can, Jake, I always like to give people a heads up, dude, that we won't be there. Oh, you've always been good at that from year one. I've always tried to give people a heads up. I don't like to catch people by surprise. It's happened a couple times and I, I feel terrible doing it, but I like to give people a heads up that we won't be back the next week. That way they're not expecting something like Monday comes out and they're like, where's my fucking new episode? So if I hear that shit on Twitter from some motherfucker, on Monday, like, where the fuck's the new episode? I'll be like, bitch, where the fuck have you been? You, you, have, you didn't even listen to last episode. No what shit, motherfucker. Why don't you fucking finish last episode before you fucking get on here and ask me where the fuck the new episode is? Motherfucker. <laughs> Damn. I, dude, I know. I know. The nerve of me and that person. We both have a lot of nerve. Both of us are out of line. You know what? Let's fucking, let's hug it out like fucking Sam Wilson and Isaiah Bradley at the end. We should jug it out. We should jug, oh my god. Let's, oh, Jake, me and you, eight years, we're gonna jug it out, man. I'm telling you. Oh shit. Oh shit. The truth comes out about why Mm. you need a week off. Getting juggy with it. No, 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 no. Oh my, that getting jiggy with it song, man. That was hot for, that was hot for a moment, man, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was everywhere. I remember going to the clubs, they'd play that shit. I, I own the CD, I, I'm not gonna lie. The Millennium. Uh-huh. Is that what it was called? Wasn't it the Millennium? Yeah, the, it was it, was it the Millennium? <laughs> I'm looking it up now. I think it was off that album though. Mm. There's a restaurant in my hometown that has T-shirts with a pig on them, and it says "Getting Piggy with It." Oh boy, <laughs> welcome to rural Iowa. <laughs> Getting piggy with it. Na 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 na. Oh my god! Oh my god! God. Uh, seriously, I want to, Joe. Thank you so much. Where can people find you, sir? Uh, Starcast, uh, long form conversation. Uh, podcast show and number one comic books for reviews for number one comic books. And, uh, Stephanie, people can find you on popcultureleftovers.com and you're also on Scenic Cast quite a bit and I enjoy listening to you on uh, their podcast. I'm actually going to be on their episode tomorrow talking about, uh, Mortal Kombat again, Stowaway again, and then <laughs> I'll be talking about Nobody, the Bob Odenkirk film. Oh my god. If you haven't listened to the latest episode of the, it's one of the latest episodes of the Smartless podcast, 
um, they talk with Bob Odenkirk. It's uh, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes, and they talk with Bob Odenkirk. There's a lot about that Nobody movie that I did not know. Um, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about it tomorrow because I told those guys to listen to that podcast episode. But Bob Odenkirk, that movie was inspired by a home invasion that he had where he didn't do anything. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really talk about it too much, but yeah, he had a home invasion. They were home when it happened. And, and it, uh, this movie was kind of like a way, I think this movie was very cathartic for him in making it. And, um, he trained, physically trained for this movie and learned martial arts and fighting and all this stuff and physically trained for this movie for six years. I couldn't believe it. I wow. couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is just like, you know, like Jake going back to like his comedy days on the Ben Stiller show and fucking Mr. Show. Like he's brilliant. He's brilliant. I would compare like Mr. Show is like the closest thing that I would say is like Americans, America's comedy version of like Monty Python, you know? Oh, totally. Um, and it's some of the best comedy that's out there. Like I go back and watch old episodes of Mr. Show all the time. Like it fucking cracks me the fuck up. I love it. But man, it was just, I love that interview. I absolutely love that interview. If you guys haven't listened to it, I would highly recommend it. It's only about an hour. So I would check it out. Nice. What episode or what podcast is that again? It's called Smartless. Smartless. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, when they have a, it's a good podcast, especially when they have a good guest like that. Mm, this is, we're done, right? We're done. Yeah, yeah, in this shit. Alright. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it's like, Big Willie style, by the way. Oh, the Big Willie style. Millennium was the next album. Oh, shit. Jake, you misspoke. I, I, he was just pumping them out every year at that time. I don't want to hear your bullshit excuses. You should know better. <laughs> Fuck. You should just know better, Jake. All right. I'm way better with my Jazzy Jeff Fresh Prince trivia than I am with my Will Smith solo. When he went solo, he lost it all. I dude, I'm I'm with you. Like for me, it's not so much like DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith. It's it's fucking Marky Mark and Mark Wahlberg, the man. That's where like, <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my trivia expertise. <laughs> Uh, this is dumb. Guys, just like all good leftover, <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags. Thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. See ya. Later, y'all. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Copycat, we're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids.
it, it's a trap.